0: Humans Having Discourse podcast. Discourse? You mean like it's just people talking? Wisdom, politics, religion, anything, everything. With Ethos Ananda. You
1: you wanted to challenge me on um, secular Quranism. And, and perhaps a number of uh, other things, and I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm your sitting duck, and shoot away.
0: <laughs> okay, so yeah, the well, the main reason I got motivation to, uh, you know, do this stream is, you know, I saw you did a post about no one can ever challenge me, and they're all their arguments are all invalid. That's probably true for many people, but. I feel I have actually already refuted many things you've said, at least on Facebook. But as far as the overarching, uh, you know, idea of secular coronism compared with, let's say, my overall idea of ethos, I think they are uh, both effective and, you know, at promising ideas for the modern degraded West compared with, let's say, Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for life, which is like a fun little book you read once and then quickly forget. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, yeah, what you and I are both doing is good, but, um, I, so I guess what we're really talking about is which one is more good. And, uh, But also, you know, we're approaching these from the opposite angle. So you're taking uh, the Quran, which I would describe as revealed scripture, and you're making it, you know, you're kind of taking the holy part out of it and making it just secular. I'm doing the opposite. I'm taking a secular text from Aristotle and turning it into scripture, essentially. It doesn't have to be divine, personal, monotheism-type scripture, but that's what my book is ethos it's it's a Bible it's with chapter and verse and it's designed so that you can you know quote a verse in the same way that you know religious people will quote the Bible or the Quran or anything else like that Mm -hmm. but we're yeah our aim is I think the same actually in that we're at least putting some kind of attempt to do some kind of mitigation of damage against the modern thoroughly degraded Western world (laughs)
1: Why Why do you think the Western world is degraded? What is this thing that degrades the West, in your
0: view? First of all, what is the West? I think the West, in a single word, is Logos, and the East, in a single word, is Dharma. And I think eventually we will actually see a degradation of Dharma, too. And that's starting now, but it's just very slow. And it may not even happen fully in my lifetime, but uh, so well. The church, the church has been the primary uh, progenitor of logos in the West. The church basically is the West for
1: maybe, maybe you uh, could stop. more
0: than a thousand years.
1: Maybe I could slow you down a little and, and ask you what you understand by logos, and maybe get you to understand what you mean by dharma, and, and go on to mm. more, more detail.
0: Yes, yes. So. Um, uh, these words are very, you know, esoteric. There's like Dharma, you can translate to a hundred different ways, but basically, Dharma is duty. So when you think of, you know, Japanese people who will just say, hi, hi, yes, sir, I just do what you say, I know, think, I do what you say, that's Dharma. Or the familial piety in China where it's just, you know, obey elders, we must obey elders, that's all we do. These are Dharmic ways of living in the world, which is very effective when you do it right. And then logos is uh, rationality, law and order and speech and truth. I you could also call it a kind of left brain approach, whereas Dharma is more like a, a right brain or harmonizing of the two hemispheres, if you want, you know. There's many different ways to make analogies here, but a Logos-based approach is, oh, you're telling me to put a mask on while I go outside. I know that's stupid. I've looked over the research, so I'm not going to fucking do it. Period. Because I know it's the truth, and I just follow the truth. Which does also work very well when you do it right, but there's a downside to Logos, and there's a downside to Dharma, so... What, what, you know it what depends they, really how you do it mm-hmm.
1: what might d- these downsides be
0: well that's what I think we're seeing in America where you know one the the polarizing divisive nature of it where my truth could be very different from your truth and if we and if we both are severely uh propelled by logos we can wage war with our own family very easily whereas you know in the the Dharmic East that'll I mean you can wage war if you need to but it's it's really rare for that stuff to happen what's more common is you bite your pride and even if you know something stupid your conscious your conscience tells you it's dumb you just go well you know I have to be a student I have to be a a coworker whatever position you're in you just Obey the Dharma of that position, and because that's your fundamental essence of who you are, basically, and things will eventually turn out right. And uh, another aspect of why it works is you have reincarnation in Buddhism, Hinduism, and all these other Eastern ones. So you can even suffer your entire life, but you'll know, oh, well, in the next life, you know, I'll be rewarded because I did what I was supposed to do in this life. So it's very slow progress in the East. <laughs> I okay, I mean,
1: I mean uh, you, um, I'll mean, i tell you what I understand by Logos and Dharma. So, so Dharma, would, would it be correct to say that Dharma is a, um, it's about behavior and ethics, and that's what you're about, because you call yourself ethos?
0: Well, ethos is in a way transcendental to both Logos and Dharma. That's why I'm really excited to, work with it and talk about it because ethos is like the way in which you do things so you can have a good ethos while following logos and that will be good and you can have a good ethos while following dharma and that will be good so it it, it applies to both ways of doing things it's just are you excellent or are you sucky at something that's that's ethos basically um,
1: I, I, I sort of feel that we need to its exp- define these words properly, because, you know, we, we basically want people listening to sort of go away and, and say, yeah, um, Ananda said that ethos is, and then they can say it in one sentence, and logos, they can also say, you know, uh, say what you you think it is in one sentence, and, and if we disagree on that, they can say, oh, but Claire thinks um, ethos, logos, and dharma is this other thing. But, but if I could just quickly explain what, what I think the, the the problem is so so logos you 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 say is well the truth you know what what, what is um, observable and true you know if you think about about it um, long enough but but then you say that people in the west disagree and and I think the reason why they disagree is is because there is a lack of this hierarchy. That, that you you get in the East because um, th- mm. this is very distinct idea of hierarchy in the east that you know you, you respect your elders and this is something the West used to do um, mm. and, and, and therefore um, and you know employer employee you know you have a right to tell me what to do because you're, you' you're the one who pays my wages and, yes. and and therefore in a way that that resolves the conflict because you know that there's no point arguing with your you know king. When, when you're a mm. lowly peasant, you, you just have to obey, and, but, but the, at least things are properly ordered, but, but if everybody thinks they're equal to each other, then they'll mm. be saying to each other, well, who are you to tell me what to do? even if you're right, and you can't make me because you you, you ain't got no army, you may be right, but, but I won't do it. Because you know, that's how they roll. Um, because you know, they spent entire lifetimes ignoring truth, logic and morality and say, and, and they say things like, well, that may be your truth, but it's not my truth. And, and well, isn't truth completely objective that it's true regardless of what you feel or whether your feelings are hurt by it
0: Mm. or not Mm. yes yes
1: and it's a corruption of the discourse that that makes it almost impossible to to get your ideas through and and even when you do find the you know win all the arguments they'll say well you can't make me do what you say is right and even if you are right i won't do it
0: Mm. Yeah, I. One aspect here is the hierarchy, as you say, that's that's quite on the money. But the, I, it's way more than that. Like, for from me as someone who's lived for five six years in not only in the east, but I've lived in some really rural areas, learned the local languages. Like I'm fully immersed here, and from my perspective, I I don't know where to begin to describe the degradation in. Modern Western Anglo Saxon nations, especially. Whereas, you know, if you go to like some place in Peru, maybe it's not so bad. And also, like rural Lithuania, where I'm trying to go, or Poland, Eastern Europe is, you know, it's like not so bad. But England, America, Canada, oh my goodness. So, yeah, there's no clear hierarchy. And even when there is a hierarchy, you just, uh, it's, it's not the dominating culture. The dominating culture in America, from what I've noticed, is money. Basically, it's like, um, you know, I'll I'll do what my boss says because he pays my wages, and then as soon as I find someone who pays me more, I just say fuck you, see you later, you know, and that's well, being a prostitute essentially.
1: <laughs> well, well, I I don't see that that you owe. Oh you know your lifetime service to any employer and um, I I don't see a problem in moving up on the career ladder and and going to what what pays you more but I think I mean if you think about the military you know it's like there's no argument about who who is higher in rank or lower in rank and
0: yeah and, and yeah. you know
1: it, it's it and, and that is what is necessary for 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 it to work as a military unit otherwise it, you know that you'll have the, the soldier saying to the general what will well, you and you go and risk your life and 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 them to attack that that you know place you know because you know why should i you know if we're all equal you know and nothing would work and you'd lose all your wars and that'd be the end of you because, you know, the, the enemy only has to evolve a more efficient um, you know, way of operating their military and, and you're lost. So, so basically this is it. And, and, and all this sort of whinging about China is that China has the more effective political system. It it concentrates all its political talents in one party and it nurtures that talent, it trains them properly, they get better leaders, they correct their mistakes, they don't sit on it and wait for the next election when when things, you know, become even shittier so they can blame whoever they want to blame And, and then think, well, why is China, you know, overtaking us? And it's like, yeah, because you have a shit political system, you won't admit it's wrong, and you' you're you're, you're going to be even be in an even worse way. so so even if Trump wins the election, you know they'll be stuck in you know Democrats and Republicans will, will still be stuck in deadlock and um, nothing will be done, no promises will be kept. And uh, well, well, I don't know what's going to happen, but you know there's still trouble.
0: Yeah, of course. Um,
1: And and nobody's going to say, "Well, you know, obviously, um, democracy is not working." They won't say that because
0: it's a sacred cow that you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what we're trying to get at. Is where are the sacred cows? Like, where are the dominating parts of the culture, which is in fact what people actually follow and how they live their life. So. What I saw growing up is people talk about truth and talk about the right thing to do, and then I would see their behavior go contrary to that, and I'd go, "Huh? What's going on here?" But would it's you like to give us it, an
1: example? You know, just because just, people like to um, tell stories.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's too many. Um. Uh, maybe <sighs> it's it's gonna it's it's literally causing me pain to. Think of an example, so I should just okay. Okay, I mean oh, go, we can move on. on. I and mean if... I I
1: know. You know I, I I guess I was you know hoping for a political example, but um I'm yeah you know people don't keep their promises. They don't mean what they say, and
0: yeah yeah um, that's good enough. For...
1: Yeah yeah and and, and and if if no promises are kept, then nobody believes in anything. They can only think in the short term, and this will make them mm. really horrible people.
0: Yes. So I want to go back to like the big picture sort of thing here. So if, if I say logos is like the, the culture of truth, something like that, Uh I think, I think the West is falling because that culture is degrading. So the truth is still there. The truth is always objective. It's always there for anyone who wants to find it and see it. It is there. Uh But the, the, the kind of wisdom culture around that, which was not entirely the church, but it was for many centuries, and then, you know, the Italian Renaissance came around, and that was like a nice golden age where we were combining things, and then I, it seems like the Enlightenment is where things got really bad, and like, it's like we have all these cool toys, these cool science toys, but because there's no culture around why we're making them and why we're just blindly obeying the science the science says do this so we must do this Um, there's no culture of truth it's just somebody tells you that it's truth and then you're just supposed to follow it so you could actually say that the west right now is living in a dharmic society but because they have no idea how to actually be dharmic it's a total mess
1: oh you mean when you say dharmic do you mean hierarchical that that uh, the, the scientist yeah, is now king
0: yeah it's actually it is there is a definite hierarchy but it's it's so difficult to see it's all it's all castles made of sand but like you know it's there because when you get fired from your job or you're cancelled or banned on a platform like that was someone higher in the hierarchy you know making a power move on someone lower in the hierarchy, but we just don't have a clear conception of what that hierarchy really is.
1: Well well, okay, I, I can tell you what I think the problem is and it's because the rules are not clear. So we don't know. You know, they don't have to tell us why they, you know, gave us a strike on YouTube or, you know, sometimes they don't even tell you why you are um given the sack. Um they might cook up some reason that you know is not the real reason. And refuse to tell you the real reason um, because you know they might get sued for you know discrimination or whatever so 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 what what the people above us can do it to exploit us and abuse us is is to do something to us and not give a reason and say they don't have to give a reason because you know if they give a reason at least you can challenge it you know that, you know, they think you steal, and you right. say, I didn't, and what did I steal anyway, or, you know, whatever. You, at least you can challenge it in some way. But if they never gave yeah. you a reason, you can't ever challenge it.
0: Right, so so Claire, this idea of a leader, you know, imposing some sort of tyrannical thing on the subject and not giving a reason why, that's dharma. And that's what I've experienced in China countless times, and it's totally fine there because they've been doing it for thousands of years. So they they like they've developed a whole culture around it, where like when someone in China will say just anything like oh do this, and I like I just say yeah sure why not because they like the way they enforce it at the ground level is so like sheepish and it's just like it's so detached like nobody's like actually enforcing any I just say yeah whatever no problem and if there is a problem I just say hey here's a problem and then you know we just work through it um I got distracted there what what were you saying before I
1: I was basically saying that we won't have our rights protected if we don't even know what they are
0: and yes we yes felt, okay, okay. And, and when people I, re- I remember it- it now. Mm-hmm. Hold, hold on one sec so so YouTube and these other big tech guys and whatever other crappy Western power people are doing they're doing the same Dharmic thing I see in the East but because they're doing it in a in a, a Western culture that doesn't know what this like like we're 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 expecting them to give us a reason why and then we can you know deal with that reason in a court of law with innocence until proven guilty like we have this whole you know western logos based structure around our life it's mostly dead right it's degrading and crippling well and they dying, don't even but...
1: follow their own rules you see that 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 is really the problem i mean you what i can remember about the west is you know the the conception of the West as a good thing is, is that, you know, there is the rule of law. People are um, treated as innocent until found guilty after a fair trial. You you are never supposed to have to prove your innocence, you know, that kind of thing. That That's the idea, mm. you know, you, you get, not only do you get a trial, there's a criminal standard of proof which is... Um, a heavier burden than the civil standard of proof and and then you if it's a crime you get a jury and the jury have to all think that you did do it beyond reasonable doubt and i'm um, I, I i'm thinking of this um um conservative former minister who's been charged with rape and oh my um, yeah, and, and and nobody quite knows who he is, um, but but I, I'm sure there are some circles who know exactly who he is. But anyway, his ex basically said um, he did you know all these things to me, and he he forced me to have sex with him, and 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 but it wasn't even you know, it was during the course of the relationship which has gone bad and and then she decides to accuse him of rape and, and it's like, no, no, rape is, you know, some um sex offender you know, jumping up from behind the bushes. That kind of thing. Not not, you know, um, we broke up, therefore I wished I never had sex with him and therefore he raped
0: me. <laughs> yeah, in that situation you could claim sexual harassment if you wanted to but yeah what you're saying is right rape is a serious violent crime that um it doesn't sound like that's what happened in that case, but I don't know about this minister guy.
1: Well, well, I mean, I mean nobody, his name, they're still trying to protect his name, and, and basically they're saying, oh, but we, we should know who he is, and he should be, you know, um, suspended or whatever. And, and the thing is, if you are suspended over something like that, it takes, a, I think, about a year for the thing to come to trial, or a good few months, and, you know, in the meantime, the your employer loses the use of your services, you you know you you are in disgrace basically, and um so so what is one to do? I mean you know oh, this seems clear to me. You you may know I'm legally trained, and and therefore um I know what they used to do in the olden days when when women would go to the police and complain about rape, and they, they she would be asked, do you have any um, independent evidence other than your word against his? You know, mm. did somebody, you know, see you come out of the room in a distressed state, you know, with your clothes torn, blah, blah, blah. And uh, and if she said no, and it happened 20 years ago as, um, that, you know, and, and it was Judge Kavanaugh who did, you know, it's like, no, uh, you, you, you just wouldn't get heard. You'd be told
0: yeah, to go yeah. away.
1: And, and and for some reason, um, all these claims are being entertained. And and then, you know, OK, I, I know you don't subscribe to anything in the old testament but basically in, Deuteron- in deuteronomy chapter 19 verse 15 there, there is this verse that that protects any any man's right saying no man shall be convicted of any crime with with you know on the testimony of only one witness that that's what it says mm. and, and it's fair enough because accusations are very easy to make by somebody who harbors malice and wants to destroy you. They can say anything about you, that you're a murderer, you're a sex offender, you're a thief, you know, anything. They can just make it up on the spot.
0: Okay, so I I got a lot more um, clarity while listening to you, in many ways actually, but on the one end I'm thinking, in America, uh, for example, the founding fathers specifically said that this system is meant for a moral religious people and within a culture of moral and religious people such as myself you can clearly see that the u s constitution ninety percent of the time the way how this system is set up is like beautiful it's it's a masterpiece but what we have now is a is a culture of amoral atheistic people and of course all this crap is happening. Now on the other hand, um, you mentioned Deuteronomy and the Old Testament and this is I uh, one point of my challenge is uh, the Quran and the Old Testament are to me quite similar in the sense that they're, you know, uh, Abrahamic, you know, quite old Kind of scriptures. Now, I, I can see how the Quran is more uh, well; it's much more recent, and it's much. Islam has seen much success, but um, for many in the in the West, I think the 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 way to really effectively introduce and use the Quran is not in a secular sense. I think you just like with the Bhagavad Gita. I think you really need to accept the the. Spiritual theological aspect to it as well, like you have to actually make it into a, a bona fide religion, and then it works i think that 's why Islam has worked so well for so many centuries is because it has that that extra spiritual potency
1: oh, oh yeah i mean I mean, I I would tend to dismiss the Eastern religions because, you know, okay, you know, I'm I'm really focusing on the West, and obviously, you know, it, it has its you know imperium that I I guess it it, it wants to try and maintain, and and therefore um, the reason why for its success may be to to do with with its cultural and historical inheritance of of you know. It, it, well, it's Judeo-Christian heritage, so so it, it does base itself on the rule of law. I mean, even the Ten Commandments is, is you know, a, a, a very basic example of, of the rule of law. You know what the rules are, everybody in your community who subscribes to this system is supposed to know it. And and this is, you know, the, the thing about any moral system that, that you know, it's enforced so there are penalties if you break them, and and people are supposed to know, you know, what what is the law and what is against the law. So so we know how to stay out of trouble, mm. or 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 know what to expect if we break the law. And it has to be, um, it has to happen because you know if you see enough people breaking the law, you, you might think, well, I'll, I'll get away with it if I do the same thing. So. So, so therefore, little things matter, you know, shoplifting, you know. All, all the little things have to be enforced in order that the big things are also followed. But I guess over the years, because of the sex revolution after the swinging '60s and um, and and unmarried parenthood, you, you you know you' know, you already know my views and and, and and the lack of good parenting and everything slides down into um,
0: well matriarchy. So in in terms of the the little crimes versus the big crimes, what I experienced growing up and what I think is still true largely in America is too much focus on on every little crime by the book with very little mercy. And then of course, we know the famous case of a big crime, the Jeffrey Epstein case, which is just like, oh yeah, well, you know, we're, we we put a camera on him, and we we can't seem to find the footage. And there's and the Madoff case, like these massive crimes are going completely unpunished. Now in the East, you find the opposite, where in Thailand and other places I've lived, you know, it says right in the in the constitution. You must have a license to ride a motorcycle. You must wear your helmet. And I will drive around all day with no license, sometimes no helmet, and the police will stop me. They'll say, Hey, how's it going? So, Cop, welcome to my country. Oh, looks like you don't have a, a helmet here, but you know. If you give me just like five dollars, ten dollars, I'll smile. I'll keep being polite to you. You go on your way, and I say yes, sir. Thank you, sir. And it's 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 a very peaceful society in that sense because all the little crimes they don't really care about. But then the big crimes that happen, yeah, there's still beheadings. You know, you've heard of uh, the Duterte uh, leadership over there. Mm-hmm. They're they they know how to do. Uh, Big punishment for big crime still, and I think that's why there's much more a sense of law and order in the East, even though it's not. They don't really do the law. They do uh, guanxi. That's the Chinese word. It's it's the relationships. Um, so there's there's corruption in an external sense where in most Eastern countries, except for like Japan or Singapore, like the really top tier ones, you can pretty much pay your way out of most crimes. But um, if you don't have, if you can't pay for it, and you don't have any special relationships, and you're not acting decently, yeah, they'll 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 lock you in a cage and throw away the key, which. Uh, and people know this. Like they know, if they don't have connections, if they don't have money, like they're going to get screwed without a fair trial and all this stuff. So there is there's justice in the air. You can really sense mm-hmm. it, just kind of walking around.
1: Well, I, I suppose there is a sense of hierarchy, more a sense of hierarchy in. East, because they know they wouldn't, you know, be cheeky to Xi Jinping or, um, you know, Duterte or, or the king of Thailand, because it's still, it's an imprisonable offence to, to say, you know, disobliging things about the Thai king, isn't it? So So people kind of know their place in that way. But, you know, with the way the Americans are behaving towards their president and the media, um, you know, it's like, yeah, we know you're fighting amongst yourselves. And, um, and, and, and it seems that the fight is pretty much even Stevens, in that half, half the people of, um, of America seem to you know, like Trump and the, the other half don't. And, and that is what is so destabilizing. And, and and you know they're, they're doing the dirty, they're calling out B L M. That that's part of their rent a mob, the the, the renter mob of the Democrats, and 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 the, the, you know, Democrat um, um, politicians are, are you know quite happy to say, yeah, yeah, this is, this is
0: what should happen. We don't, Claire. We, would sorry. Would you agree that? Uh many things we have in the West such as the US Constitution natural law and and many other uh, like our universities like like if you take the external shell of a lot of these institutions they're actually quite good but the problem is really the people inside them and the culture and the culture itself so if we keep the institutions and the laws and the constitutions and all that but we just Change ourselves from being shitty people to being excellent people. Will that kind of be a a good enough solution for? Oh the yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Of course, I I would agree. And and, and my thesis is 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 really that it, no matter how perfect your political system is, it will go wrong if the people who run it are shits, you know, <laughs> hypocrites, and incompetence. And, and we have to ask yeah. ourselves why so many bad people are in government, why no um, politician will stand up for principle, and no one you know no media outlet will will actually have a rational discussion about you know all the things that we want to to discuss and and ask them about and and, and basically I, I think you know it, it, it is so simple i mean, I think everybody else gets it about um government you know they're supposed to govern in the national interest. So, you know, occasionally when they ask us to make sacrifices, pay higher taxes or wear masks or whatever, we'll do it because we trust them. But because Western governments have been lying to their voters for so many decades, you know, we we just want to do the opposite because they told us to. Because, you know, we suspect some conspiracy, Mm. some trick some, you know, uh, faction that they wish to, uh, you know, enrich or something. Well, you know, people is obediently uh, put on their masks thinking, well, the government isn't doing this for nothing. And, and of course, the, yeah, the, the irony yeah. of it is, is that um, the Chinese seem to care more about their people than um, <laughs> Western <laughs> leaders do about their own because it's herd immunity. Uh, not that I don't uh, you know agree that the herd immunity must be the answer because um, because nobody will follow the rules so well you know it's gonna go around and a lot of people are gonna get it and they're gonna die because they you know because they keep having their demos and and and, and writing and passing it
0: to each other so one thing about China um, one of my good Chinese friends said it wasn't immediately once the outbreak started, but a few months later, they started offering free medical care to everyone who is getting infected and it and they totally switched the the tables where all of a sudden people said, Oh, I want to go to the hospital. I kinda like I don't mind if I get infected, I'll get a free stay and they'll treat me all nice. And <clears throat> Yes, on the outside, yes. It looks like the Chinese leadership are caring more for their own, but if you look a little deeper, I think you'll see that they're just trying to keep their slaves in good, healthy condition to do more slave work, right? Exactly, and
1: And in the West, you you have nurses saying, well, it'll um, unblock the bed blockers. Because, you know, that there'll be lots of, you know, old people and, and we, all, we already know people are more likely to get it, obese people, you know, the, the elderly and, and, you know, the, the kinds of rubbing their hands together and say, yeah, boomer, remover, go, 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 you know, and um, so the idea really is that, it, and it, that there may be a grain or truth about it that the people who are uh, most likely to go are, are not particularly wanted, they won't be missed.
0: Let's uh, go back to the heart of the solution to the West, that is taking a crappy culture and making it good again, decent again. Um, But but Christianity
1: has failed, that's why everybody tells lies and looks after their own patch and stabs each other in the front and the back and cannot defend the principle. (laughs) Like, yes, the, the religious, yes yes you know the, that is really the problem Christianity has failed and and you know when I pointed out people say no no it ain't true go away oh, we don't want okay, so, Islam
0: yeah so this, this is the one part I can challenge here so um you could you like that there are two ex- there are two or three acceptable uh, stances or positions on Christ one is the Islam the the typical Islamic position that Christ is a great prophet, worthy of respect, but not really more than that. Kind of on the same line as Muhammad, and then of course there's the Christian perspective that he's the Son of God, and the unacceptable position is what you find in the Talmud that he's a you know son of a whore and he's burning an excrement. It's really good propaganda, but it's simply not acceptable considering that the history. Of Christianity and, and the good things that have happened from it. Now, is Christianity what failed? Not exactly. It's the institution of Christianity that has failed, and the and because the institution was so strong, and the people like look at E. Michael Jones. Like there's so many. He's clearly intelligent. Uh, as an intellectual, he's far superior to me, I think. But. Um, When it comes to certain issues, they'll just say, Well, I'm a Catholic, and that's, you know, they tell me what to think in that sense, and that, and then, you know, I just got to parrot that. And so, when you have a strong institution like that where people just go along with it, and then the institution gets infiltrated and conquered, as it clearly has, and now it's run by demons and pedophiles, then yeah, it's all going to crap. But at the heart of it, if you read the New Testament, if you read the gospel, if you take, what Christ did in your heart, and you fully accept it, just as you can fully accept um, Allah or Krishna or the Buddha's great service, there is absolute liberation and salvation in in this in its essence, in its purity. But the external part of it, yes, has failed miserably. Okay, I would
1: say that the reason why Christianity has failed is is because of its inherent design defects. It's unbelievable that, that you know, a lot of people now um, are, are having difficulties believing in God, but, you know, to be Christian, not only do you have to believe that God exists, but you have to believe that Christ is also God. And that's already idolatry, which is why Jews are so mean about Christ or how or were uh, oh, when, wait, they,
0: well, when they when they took their how, own how how is, seriously. how is that idolatry it's it's part it's a standard Christian belief that Christ is the son of God not God in totality there's the son the father and the Holy Ghost so that's what it means to be a Christian so if yeah you, yeah but, if, but just because
1: you 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 think Christians can't be idolatrous doesn't mean that other religions
0: don't think that you are I mean this is what you know, basically yeah, they, the, the they can think that they can think that, but they're wrong. That's a straw man. They why? need to actually what, they study they wrong. The Old it, Testament. If if you worship
1: something else that isn't God as God, then it's it's idolatry. And it's yeah, no, forbidden it by God. the Ten Commandments. Ac- according
0: ac- according to Christianity, Christ is God, he is the Messiah, the fulfilment of the Old Testament. Yeah, prove it. And prove it. You can't prove it. Yeah, oh, it's easy to prove. Oh. There's so much proof. Oh my god, there is the um the 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 number one rabbi, uh, I forget his name. This was quite recent about 10, 20 years ago in Israel. Um, he said, "Behold everyone, I will reveal the Messiah that the Jews have been waiting for." What was it? Yeshua. And of course, what happened? What happened? Oh, like you know, the 20% of Jews in Israel said, "Wow," I, it, it's real, and now I'm a Christian. And then eighty percent, especially the leaders, said, "Oh, it's a lie. It's he's, heresy. He's cheating us. It's heresy." Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that that's <laughs> just because you're in power and you say something's real, not real, doesn't mean it's it's real. They're lying. Uh, okay, liars. But, but but we can, you know, reason that. That's it, Claire. Claire. That's uh, one example that if you look in the Old Testament for what the Messiah will be he will be the son of this guy and he will do this he will do this kinda miracle Christ did all of that like I haven't I haven't gone through it cuz I don't care but I've seen enough evidence where you can literally look at the Old Testament and the New Testament and say yeah wow Christ really is the Messiah that was predicted and prophesized
1: well I think a lot of people would deny that Christ is God, and and you already have this tension. Messiah. Messiah,
0: not God. Messiah.
1: Well, then, then what
0: does that make Muhammad? You could call. I would call him a Muslim Messiah, <laughs> or an Arabic Messiah. Okay, but but you know,
1: if you read the scripture, you will see that the Quran refers to Christ refers to Mary talks about the uh, prophets of the Old Testament so it's the self referential nature of the script of the different scriptures because it, they, they they talk about each other and and that that's what you know allows us to greet mm. them together as the Abrahamic faith, because they're supposed to mm. worship the same God. And there is a particular narrative to to the Abrahamic God. And you, you've already said, yeah, the, the, he, he gave Jews the Torah and he gave Gentiles the Quran, having divided humanity between Jew and Gentile. And Jews are his chosen people, to, chosen to do what? That that would be the, you know, the more interesting question.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it's, all right, you could also, I don't know if this is the picture you're painting, but you could paint a natural uh, theological evolution, starting with the Old Testament, then the New Testament, then the Quran, and it's, you know, just like a straight curve upward, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Sh- sure, sure, that's fine. But when you talk about humanity, like, like all of humanity is only Jews or Gentiles, what about three people? billion Indians and Chinese. What about them? Well, more than half of humanity.
1: I'm glad you mentioned the the Indians and the Chinese because really, I I don't know if you're aware of the no-hide laws which were were mentioned in the Babylonian Talmud, but they're basically saying, you know, Jews were saying, well, well, we, we Jews, we have the highest moral standards of all, and and for Gentiles, which is the rest of the world, I know, I know that this is kind of what what it really means. And um, they, they 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 can have a lower standard, and 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 these are stated in the seven Nohide laws, and um, the Ten Commandments are, are really, um, you know, no, actually, it's a, it's a 613 laws of, of 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 God that the Jews have. To, that were supposed to followed while well, while well, they were still living in Israel, of course. So so they're saying they have to observe the higher standards and therefore they set the standards and that they've set it according to the No laws and um, and I, I know you know it triggers a lot of Gentiles saying, "Who are, you, who are they?" Because you, you don't accept their position as, as you know the chosen people of God, and what you're saying they shouldn't be, you know, they shouldn't dare tell you anything because of you know the whatever annoying thing they have done. Um, but but they have anyway. You know it, it's there. I, I know they don't like talking about it because they know how it triggers the Gentile. Um, but the really useful thing about the noah laws is is that you. They can use it to um, rank the four other, uh, the four Gentile religions according to how much they um, conform to the no-hide laws. And and I would say, you know, Islam, Islam is, is closest or even above it. And um, everyone else, and I'm saying Christianity is right at the bottom because it's, it's, you know, because of its idolatry and blasphemy. And we already know that, according to the to the Christian narrative, um, Jesus was convicted of blasphemy. That's why, you know, they, they wanted him dead. And they sent him to Pontius Pilate, who said, well, I can't see that he's done anything wrong. I washed my hands of the whole thing. And, and But anyway, they wanted Christ dead and they got him crucified. And um, the and isn't is, is isn't, that, that, isn't he,
0: that a horrible thing to do? Sure, but, but that was
1: you know the Roman practice. It was the death penalty, and, um, and 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 the Jews wanted him dead because blasphemy is a, a capital crime for Jews. And he did say his papa was
0: God. And I, I'm afraid <laughs> okay. I'm
1: afraid Christians uh, have been uh, confirming on, it. Hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: They've been hold confirming on, on. it for the 2,000 years okay blasphemy is a universal part of of theology and religion but it only works when you blaspheme actual God and not some material world stuff what happened at that time to me it seems is that Jesus Christ was blaspheming the Pharisees and their little scam they had going on but he was not blaspheming God he was as what we would call in the Vedas he was maintaining the Dharma he that was Christ's purpose, actually, was to blaspheme the the real blasphemers and then get punished by them and then show people the way out who don't want to be part of their little Pharisee scam.
1: Okay, I don't really know what they're supposed to, to have done, but he did say that his father was God, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 they they focus on that, and he said, you know, that's blasphemy. How how dare you say that your father is God, and you know, you were born oh, of Mary. Okay, okay,
0: okay. You know. hold on, hold on. So, at that time, <laughs> yes, sure, and that's all uh, interesting. Whatever. So well, wait, many John, years um, ago. Um, who cares? Look, look. Come, come to, come to present day. Uh, real spiritualists, such as myself, know that we are all God's children. It's not only true that Jesus Christ was a son of God, I am too, and you're a daughter of God, and so is the insects, and the well, dinosaurs, and everything else.
1: I'm afraid, you know, it does say in the New Testament, in John 10:30, 30, it, because Christ does say, I and the Father are one.
0: Right, well that's where I think the, the holy trinity idea has, has come about. Yeah, and, and and
1: Jews and Muslims are saying it's blasphemy to to associate partners with God and and um because they're only allowed to have mortal prophets.
0: Hmm. So, yeah, it's a um, it's you... a nice idea, uh-huh. um, but all right. well look at now. Look at present tense now. Like, it's hard for me to when you. It's hard for me to believe that the present day uh, Jews are better than the present day Christians because the Jews are in such a messy position. We d- we can't even define them. You know, like that's why one reason why E. Michael Jones had to write it thousand page book on this it's like we don't even know what to define what a Jew is you say oh that's a Jew and then they say oh no 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 Uh, this other guy's the Jew and then well, this rabbi says, Oh, well I'm an atheist and that's totally fine and it's, it's madness. But but so, well, like,
1: will, will you allow the Jews to define themselves in the way they choose to define themselves? I you know, I'm I'm afraid it, it's not up to up to us and the halakhic definition of a Jew is is somebody whose
0: mother is a Jewess
1: and and, and that is exactly yes, yes.
0: Yes, Claire, they, they can do that. That's fine. And, and I, and every other reasonable person will accept their definition when they give it to us. There has no, there is no consensus right now. That so if you say, can, can we just go along with, with their idea that they can just do whatever they want? And there's no such thing as like a, you know, agreed upon truth, then no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go along with that. I'm oh, sorry. What, what aren't you going to go along with? I'm, I'm that 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 anyone can be a Jew, and there's no rules, and you just kind of hey, you know, his mother was a Jew. He's a good boy. He got bat bar mitzvahed. He's a Jew. Oh, he now he's he's worshiping Krishna, but he's still circumcised. He is Jew. Or oh, wow, he donated so much to the synagogue. He is Jew. Like there, for every example like that, you can find a rabbi who's actually done this and. So, like, uh, where's the
1: consensus? uh, Where is the uh, definition uh, of a Jew? I'm so glad you you mentioned that because, um, I mean, I I do know Jews that that want to be ex-Jews. They they don't want the burden of that inheritance or or, or the religious duties that come (laughs) with it. And they want to be ex-Jews, and, and in fact, I interviewed Gilad Atsman, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's an Israeli Jew who wants to be an ex-Jew, and he lives in London as a jazz musician, and he got into trouble with other Jews, um, because he he so wants to reject his, his, you know, the idea that he has to be religious as a Jew. And... Um, <laughs> And 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 that is really the problem in Israel anyway, because it, you know, like like Brexit, in, in the UK where where it, you know the the political opinion is roughly divided between Remain and Leave and America Trump and Biden, I guess. Um, in Israel, there there are um, it it seems to be you know equally divided between the Jews who want to be religious and Jews who want to be secular. So, 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 that is a bone of contention. So I've I've spoken to a few Israeli Jews, and they they're basically saying, yeah, that you know the the right of return. They only seem to want secular Jews. They don't want to have religious Jews coming into the country, <laughs> uh, and 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 the, the police and are discriminating against us. They're giving us a hard time about the masking and the targeting religious Jews deliberately because they're in charge. Secular Jews are the ones in charge.
0: Well this could be I don't know why exactly but I I went to Israel when I was uh, 15 or so Mm -hmm. and uh, there was about two I don't remember how a dozen, two dozen of us little Jewish teenagers from you know the, the suburbs in America anyway at the end of the trip we all agreed unanimously all the Israeli teenagers all the American Jewish teenagers we all agreed that Israel was way better than America, and the Israeli people are way better than the American people, and the Israeli Jews are way better than the American Jews. That's something we all unanimously (laughs) agreed on. (laughs) Because they're more religious, is that what you mean? No, they're just real. They're like real people. Like I I met really really good Israeli people. They're 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 not not much different from the Asian people I meet here. They're they're grounded in reality. They're funny, they're strong, they're crazy strong. They're you know, they have to deal with being surrounded by people bombing them all the time. You think you're just going to like you it, it builds character naturally. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, my my family and other quote, reform, unquote, Jews in America are in this comfy position where they can just kind of lawyer their way through anything in life and they never have to get their hands dirty ever. And that, that natural situation breeds a lack of character, which is exactly what's been happening.
1: Mm, mm. So I, I think people who are grounded in principle are easier to deal with you know you know particularly when, when you know they've declared their principles so you know you, you can kind of um get them when they've, they've broken their principle i think and um but but people who never declare their principles that they're, they're very hard to deal with because they're so slippery and you know they'll say well i never said that and, and they'll lie and they'll you, you know use you know fake arguments and um and not declare their principles and i i, I think you know in in the most practical way, this is a problem. People aren't expected to have principles, therefore they don't follow them, and then they mm. they, they, they then they don't even know what a principle is. Um, we <laughs> had this this, this uh, very interesting, unexpectedly interesting discussion when when we we both agreed that principles are 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 for dying for. Yes, yes, and and. And of course, you know, we can imagine all the, you know, atheists and Westerners saying, oh, well, we don't want to die. And, and you know, our, our answer would be, <laughs> well, we're all going to die. So, uh, <laughs> you know, not having principles is not going to stop you from dying.
0: Absolutely true. Um, this is what really disturbs me the most about when I see my, my religious krishna devotee friends wearing their masks and they're also scared about the coronavirus it's like what you're you're a complete farce your whole existence is a joke (laughs) like it's we are told exactly how to deal with this situation in the vedas and you know it's not a big deal if if we're gonna die we're gonna die
1: yeah right and this is the religious view which is why you know the, the jews in Israel, they don't care it's like well, we, we want to go to synagogue we'll we, you know we'll observe these social distance you know let us go to worship together and and you know because it's i guess they, they, they feel this emotional spiritual need to to worship and, and they they're basically saying you know we don't care if we die because we think we're going to go to a better place if we've been good people mm. and and the reason that's, why these the principles yeah, yeah. And, and, and 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 you you can see why, why China is doing did what it did because it's saying you know we care about you we, we want you to be good workers and it 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 um and I guess if you're atheist and we already know that most Chinese citizens are atheists because that's how they were brought up and educated um so they would believe that that there's only one one life and and of course the West is mainly atheists and I'm afraid I think that our government is is trying to pander to the to the atheists who are afraid to die because really scientific opinion is divided there are scientists who actually say go for herd immunity you know it's not going to stop everything you know and of course logically um, there's no certainty that this this will stop or, or that it won't get worse and more virulent, and does this mean that we just lock ourselves down forever? Of course not. You know we're going to die of starvation if we don't harvest crops and you know do the things that we need to produce the things that we actually need to to live as human beings. So so really, you know, you know, it, it, you know, I, I really wish you know that, that they would call it the the war against the virus and the war against terrorism, which is a stupid metaphor. But, but at least, you know, in war, you, you expect casualties. So we'll, we'll just yeah. accept that we're going to die and we're going to live normally and we're going to do the thing we used to do. And, and you know, we, maybe we'll just have to, you know, die like flies. But, um, but I think there'll be enough people to, you know, carry on our different civilizations. And, and that is really, I think, I think atheists well scientists would agree, even with the religious you know, we can't stay. We already know we can't stay locked down forever. We don't just sort of, you know, open the door slowly and then quickly shut it again because businesses can't operate like that you know, people go to Spain, oh, you know, the, the more people die. Um, so, so all these people who paid for their holidays, who went, British people who went to Spain, <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, they, they, they were told it's okay, which means that when they come back, they don't have to be put in, in, in a two week you know, quarantine and and then you you hear this exchange of, of this um, Spanish guy in the Balearic Islands and, and he was saying well we don't have any 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 covid here in fact um, um, here in Spain, um, um, you know, in, in Menor- Menorca, Mallorca and, you know, the, the little islands, um, we, we have less COVID than in, in Britain. And, and it's sort of, and, and then you, you, you kind of laugh and say, you know, we have no COVID, come and bring your COVID in Britain to us, he seems to be saying. You know, because in a way it's it stopped making any sense a long time ago. And, as so, you know, and herd immunity is, is, is the only solution now, even for China, I'm afraid. So so all, all the trouble they took might be for nothing in the end. I mean, m- maybe it just shows that, you know, if you want to stop anybody from coming into your country, then you have to make sure that the people in your country are able to to pick the fruit before they rot. Because that, that was what this documentary... Um, that that um that that showed how, how things are in Italy Europe and France and and Spain you know how 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 these different european countries are coping and 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 the farmers in spain are basically saying we we, we can't get these you know africans from Ma- mauritania and you know wherever and what do we do when they get sick and or well, they're picking the fruit but but you know it's not just fruit; it's a whole bunch of stuff that needs to be harvested, and and this means food shortages next year or very soon.
0: So Claire, the you know the COVID and everyone else listening, COVID nineteen is really a beautiful uh, gift for a truth seeker because it it's the ultimate litmus test for everything for who we are and where we're at. So even yeah, it's if stress I was a test, fr- really, yeah, yeah. The- to, yeah. To, yeah. So, for like, if I were to just put all of my ethos and dharma stuff to the side and just use logic, I with what's happening now, I don't even need to read through scientific papers. Like, the effective way out of this is so obvious, and almost no one is doing it, which shows like the really the state of of our species like its it's even worse than an eastern-west thing this is why I said at at, at earlier that the the Dharma of the East is also dying it's also Mm. degrading and and it's just gonna take a longer time for that to happen meanwhile in the material world China and India and other eastern nations will be rising in material power so they are essentially inheriting the material Earth, but they're eventually going to be be swarmed with the same problems that have already destroyed Western culture, namely, what you could call global homo and sexual liberation, feminism, and like, uh, well, in terms of the Vedas, we just have one word for all of this, which is sense gratification. That's all it is. If you are just living to satisfy your senses you're an animal and if you're living to devote or sacrifice your senses to a higher purpose then you're a human being and within the realm of human beings those who sacrifice not just to a better future or a, or a good family as the chinese do but to the one true god that is religion and that is how that is where you get saints and angels and demigods and all that cool stuff um hmm. I want to go back to uh, the solution so I I hope we all see the problem well enough but as far as as, as giving the Westerners something so they can so they can have a proper culture of uh, with principle alright let's not let's forget culture let's just call it principle cuz cuz we agree there and I really like how we've used language there, that a principle is something that you're ready to die for. Um, So, how can we give Westerners principles? We have secular Quranism, I don't know how to say that, Quranism?
1: It comes from religion. The most um, the, the strongest principle comes from religion. You can see from the way Jews and Muslims behave. You, we already know they're not supposed to eat pork. That you know, or, or the Jews don't work on Saturdays and and that kind of thing. We know what their principles are. So their principles are the strongest. It's Christians like you know, what are you allowed or not allowed to do? Who knows? Anything goes. Um, you know, Christians, okay, the 21st century Christian is a liberal who thinks he's going to heaven, and, and that's what Christianity is in the 21st century. I mean, how dare they? How dare they think they're going to go to
0: heaven after all they've done?
1: And that's what they think.
0: Here's, here's one little thing that will surprise many listening. Uh, heaven is a trap. According to many Vedic texts that that I listen to um, and heaven is actually the one thing I'm really trying to avoid. I would actually rather go to hell I would rather really stand for my principles and commit all sorts of heinous crimes and go to hell, knowing that I will you know be be justly punished and and have a you know a chance to come back and try it again I'd rather do that than heaven where I just. I'm just surrounded by pleasure and I forget my true purpose which is to go back to Godhead so the the real goal is is going is not going to heaven which is the world of pleasure celestial pleasure but to go to the the feet of the Lord and to serve him eternally which is what we are all doing anyway whether we're in hell or heaven or earth or even directly at his feet in a personal relationship with him. Well, we are all eternal servants, whether we like it or not.
1: Well, I mean, nobody can say what the afterlife is going to be, but but surely it's possible for reincarnation and heaven and hell to exist in the sense that, you know, you, you could go to heaven and then when
0: you get bored, you can come back. Yeah, that—that is—that's what I'm saying. That's precisely what we learn from the Vedas: that the Christian heaven is actually a planet, and oh, the reason are a people that, go that's down, a
1: Mormon. Isn't
0: Don't Mormons believe that kind of thing? They, all they have... might also. They might also, but as 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 I know it from studying the Vedas. Um, and Vedic culture, maybe you could also say, because um, you know, whatever Vedas I've studied, it's, it's whatever's been passed down to me in the particular translation that's happened and so on. But people who do pious work in this earthly realm, they accumulate good karma, and they get rewarded they go to heaven they live a thousand years in one day and they you know drink the nectar and have all the sex they want and eventually their good karma runs up and then they come back down to the earthly realm likewise those who do horrendous sins in this world go to a hellish planet it's not like a. it's not a you know heaven and hell, we have this this Judeo-Christian idea that it's like an, an alternate reality or something like that. In the Vedas, it's just a planet of many trillions of planets. So you go to one of the many hellish planets within the material world, and you suffer for all the sins you've committed, and then you come back slowly, you come back to the earthly realm. Now, I don't know for sure, but I think that the reason I prefer hell over heaven is that when when you're in hell and you and you finally make your way back up to the middle realm of earth um you your character is built up so it gives you i would think a better chance to to go back to godhead but that's just where i'm at mm-hmm. spiritually at least
1: i, I think we, we you know we we could just focus wh- whether we believe on in the afterlife or not and in, in learning from our mistakes and um A lot of people will just reject truth logic and morality if they don't like the sound of it and then they won't argue about it they won't engage with you on it because they're afraid of losing the argument um and you know you you can expect i don't know city women who are whose feelings are easily hurt to to behave in in this way but i'm afraid a lot of politicians are doing this
0: Um, Let's get back to it, okay? How are you going to give principles to the the thin-skinned white Westerners that they're willing to die for with secular Quranism? Well,
1: you have to give them a new religion, because Christianity has obviously failed, and, and of course I propose secular quranism because I'm, I'm i'm not saying oh you've got to believe in god because you know they'll go crazy so i'm saying this is a better system because that would restore the patriarchy you you're, you're, you won't be forced into believing in god or whatever you just obey the rules you you know observe the minimum of these rules which are you know the, the ones on sexual morality and not having illegitimate offspring and and, and make sure you parent them properly. And there will be, you know, within the system, the proper incentives for you to um, be married parents, to bring them up properly and, you know, and and the economic conditions that will allow men to be able to support a family. And and, and even, you know, for for the wife, if you want want to work at home to do whatever, you know, but by removing all the red tape, that makes
0: it so hard for, People who want to start their own business. So it seems to me that that secular Koranism is 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 just Islam but without God. Right? It makes
1: belief in God optional. It it guarantees your freedom of belief, and. I believe that it is chapter 2, verse 256 of the Quran that the First Amendment is based on. There is a White House Koran. Thomas Jefferson, it, it, it's his copy, in fact, and he did read it in order to negotiate some treaty with the Barbary pirates who were being a bit of a pain to the Americans at the time. So he did read the book. He 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 did train as a lawyer, so I imagine you know quite sensibly he thought. Well, if I'm going to negotiate with these people who are Muslims, I I should read their book to better
0: negotiate with them. Yes, of course, that's the decent thing to do. That's mm. not even particularly intelligent. Mm. Um, I will admit, for so one thing I like about ethos, and that's really important to me, is that it's so sh- it's so short. It's 400 verses. Uh-huh. So, regardless of once again, East or West, for the average modern person who has the attention span of like <laughs> of of a mouse, I'm like I don't know. Um, you you have to either give them something so short and small and easy to comprehend, or you have to violent enough with them that they'll stay in their place. So, you know, in the East, we have that kind of violence that's keeping the, the, the just, the, the sense of justice in the air. And in the West, I mean, we've got nothing. Like, like the secular laws, like the, the Bill of Rights, you know you can read in a few minutes online but that's a tiny aspect of the federal code which actually determines what you're going to do in a court of law to defend yourself and because it's so complicated you have this whole lawyer system set up which i think should be totally scrapped i think for any functioning system of law you need laws that people actually understand at like a high school level
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, like, so, like, like the 12 mm-hmm. tables of Rome that the plebs made the, patrician, the patricians carve on, on, in, in the forum, so they knew what their rights were. So, um, yeah, it, it needs to be easy to remember and clear and, and accessible to everyone. And, and I'm saying the Quran because it's free you can get it online and, and um, but 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 I would be really interested to I, I mean I, I hope you, you feel able to, to read out a few of the verses in your book to,
0: to give us a flavor of it sure sure I have it opened up here so right. um, in in general I, I will first say that well because ethos is so general it. There's many different ways you can use it. So what I am personally interested in doing now is whether or not I can start waging war, actually, based on ethos. Like, do I have the right to just punch someone in the face when they say, wear a mask, and I don't want to wear a mask? So <laughs> in, in terms of either disciplining them or just, just straight up waging war, who would who would enforce evil on me? Am I able to justify that with ethos or with the Bhagavad Gita? That's what I'm working on now, personally. Um, so, here's chapter 1, verse 4. Quote, As with studying action of any kind, there is an exactness we cannot achieve because of the nature of this subject matter. Unquote. So, even if you are making a, a, a legislation system based off ethos, which is... Kind of like what the founding fathers were doing. Um, you have to always remember this is. It's kind of like martial arts, where you always go back to the basics. Like, you. It sounds really fun and easy to say murder is bad, but actually, no. Sometimes you're allowed to kill. There's self-defense and there's other reasons, mm-hmm. and the the circumstances actually determine what is ethical and what is unethical. So. You know, this is this is the fourth verse in the text for a reason because um even though we, we will get it to greater degrees of detail and application later on, like you always have to you really want to come back to chapter one like a lot <laughs> because it's the foundation. Uh-huh. Here's a here's another one. Verse seven in chapter one. The primary fu- Human being is activity of the soul in accord with and requiring reason. Unquote. This verse is beautiful because (laughs) this is how I would actually justify war and even genocide if I had to. I think this might have been what like Hitler did. Um, (laughs) If you have people who are not using reason, they're not people, and if they're not people, they're subhuman, they're animal, and you can just treat them like animals, which is. You know, and and if I combine that with my spiritual knowledge, I know. Yeah, it still doesn't mean I can just go around killing people. Like, I kill mosquitoes, but that's it. Like, even with, I like animals. I think they're cute and they're friendly and they don't bother me. But if they do start to bother me, and I, you know, and they get in the way of my livelihood, which many subhumans today are doing. And I think once I think this is what happened to Hitler. He saw he was surrounded. He was a really super high IQ kind of high ethos man surrounded by subhumans who was destroying his nation. And he said, "Look, we just gotta you know burn off the the, the dead weeds here." And uh, that's why I did not finish reading Mein Kampf because I was scared I would I would like with it and agree with it too much. <laughs> Don't tell anyone that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, I've I've read it. I mean, I I think more people should read it because um it it says something very relevant about a lot of Jews. I mean, it's just like actually he was quite boring about Jews. He was just saying you know if they all died of being gas. I don't care. I wouldn't care. It's like well you, you, know, you know nobody's going to force you to care, Mr. Hitler. But 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 what he said about democracy. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yes, I, I I have a definitely a, an agreement with you on many uh, ways. <laughs> That's why I laugh a lot. <clears throat> yes, as you were saying.
1: Um. So, so he he was saying that that democracy was a terrible thing, and and when he was in Austria, he would go and observe the parliamentary uh, proceedings um, in Austria. I think it was because there's a chapter in it, and I. Um, I actually did read a chapter out of it on one of my streams called the operation of democracy and, and he was saying that yeah the the germans would be the dominant race but in the the austro hungarian empire um the, the the only way to make democracy work would, would be to you know sell rights to bribe minor- minorities to support them and, and and that was how the rights of the dominant Group in, in in that case Germans were, were being eroded just just by operating as a democracy, and and he said that well last century and it's still true, and that that is the problem which nobody will discuss because it's from my camp and you know, um, and and nobody will listen anyway because the the political classes. Well, I don't think they even listen to each other, um, but, but they won't listen to me when I point out that you know democracy doesn't work for these reasons because you know and, and I give it to them and it, they'll see it's true and they don't want to talk about it because um, they know they're going to be shouted and screeched at if they have to, if they say publicly in, in, in clear direct words that democracy is not working and they know it isn't working.
0: So uh, in the sequel to Ethics, The Politics, from Aristotle, he says, I, I actually never got to finish that one, it just bores me too much. I, I honestly really don't like politics, but the individual politics, the the politics of the soul, I'm, I care deeply about. But a- anyway, Ar- Aristotle basically says, much like in the individual realm, the societal realm, there's a golden mean between tyranny and oligarchy on we'll say the far right and direct pure democracy on the far left both of these are extremes They're they're guaranteed not to work so the ideal system is somewhere in the middle and there's a chance that depending on the circumstance its wiser actually more prudent to to veer more towards one side than another so in I would think, and this is what I experienced firsthand in Thailand, which is a constitutional monarchy, I think it's better to be a bit closer to uh, tyranny, oligarchy, dictatorship, etc. Not all the way there, but if you just air more towards that direction, I think that's better because the masses are largely... Um, sense base they're not using rationality as much and I want to read just one more verse from chapter 10 verse 2 of ethos quote arguments are enough to inspire confidence in action among those who are born of good character but they seem unable to turn the many toward being fine and good for the many naturally obey fear not shame they avoid what is base because of the penalties not because it is disgraceful unquote so this is something these kind of verses you can actually use alongside Islam or Christianity or any other kind of culture or religion to justify you know harsh punishments for adultery for example because the kind of person who uh commits adultery like that's how they learn that's how they will get better is by knowing for sure in a very grounded physical sense that they have really messed up not only for themselves and their own family but you know something like adultery really spreads outward to the, to affect the rest of society and we need harsh punishments for this like I don't see any other way to have a decent society
1: yeah, and we can't even talk about that. And, and America still has laws that say it says adultery is a it is a cr- criminal offence. There are some states that still say that, but they're not allowed to enforce it. But but you know, but but this is the thing about feminism. It feminists have, have declared the intention of destroying the patriarchy, and patriarchy is built on the foundation of marriage. So. You will have noticed that everything that feminists propose would undermine marriage and family values but 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 what feminism does and, and what feminism does is bribe men with extramarital sex, and men can 't refuse that is their weakness and in this way they are weaker than mm. women
0: mm, yes it the the gender differences are always interesting to study and look at but mm yeah so if I look at America especially since I have a lot of experience there the what's the what's the most crippling especially personally why I don't want to even go back there as a tourist one the family is dead there's no such thing as family in white America anymore if you're a first-generation immigrant from Mexico or an Islamic country or Africa or like most other countries If you're living in a small little town and you, you know, you're barely even speaking English, like those people still have their families, but uh, a white multi-generational family like mine, there's no family, there's no hierarchy, there's no order, it's just like, oh yeah, you know, I'll, I'll go have dinner with, um, with my family because they're here and they'll be a little mad if not. But as soon as it's over, I'm going to go watch Netflix and pretend they don't exist. And uh, I, I have no duty to them. They have no duty to me. So it's family, one. And then two, what bothers me the most is the men. The American white man is unbelievably weak, cowardly, thin-skinned. Um, I got into a fight recent recently with a... Uh, one of my devotee friends who is actually m- older than me and more uh experienced in religion and he just got so mad and he was like i can't believe you'd say like something like this to me and and i thought your character was different i'm like dude like are you a, are like you're acting like a child right now like if i if i go up to your house and uh you know smack you in the face or you know if i do some direct thing against you sure that can justify this kind of outrage but if someone says something you don't quite like or understand on facebook and then you you know uh, what's bombard them with like voice messages of oh my god ugh, 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 this is an injustice against me like none of my asian friends do that mm-hmm. they it's so childish to them like they 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 still Regardless of, you know, if you want logos or Dharma, whatever the hell it is, like the idea of a man being a man, a woman being a woman, a child being a child, that's still very much alive in China, Japan, India, and, and elsewhere. And that's why I've been staying here.
1: Well, it's important for us to all know our place. And, and, yeah. and that is you know it's it's all about the efficiency of a society because earlier i was talking about you know the military and what they do is it's obviously a matter of life and death and the survival of your your country and and so you know they, they want the 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 orders to be clear and for there to be you know a hierarchy where, where there is a chain of command and and so there's no argument about you know whether a person is it has to follow an order or not, and and of course all this is is gone now. And, and I, I think it, these ideas of egalitarianism came from the the French Revolution, which, which of course had the slogan of liberty, equality, and fraternity. But there is not much fraternity if you don't have this idea of who is your younger brother and who is your older brother and which is actually something that Confucius talked about a man's relationship with his older brother and younger brother that that's kind of what it's all about but may, maybe the Chinese will lose it because they're mostly single child
0: you know families You you know, I'm fascinated by Chinese everything, and I I actually cried a couple times just before leaving China, because my I've never done that anywhere else. Not that I remember. Maybe, like, when I was really high in college and I left, like, a really good music festival, Mm -hmm. I might have shed a few tears. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh But... um, yeah, I just have a crazy connection to these people. So even though I'm in Hong Kong, which is quite a bit different, I'm still, like, I'm still here. I'm still in it, which is nice. Mm. Although they're handling COVID, like, just, like, horrible little shit monkeys. But um, Did you
1: think they would be handling it differently in China, where you really wish to be,
0: it seems? I I wish to be in the real China, just like I wish to be in the real America. If If so... I grew up in a, in a small town, zip code 01776, hmm. very historical town, uh, Boston area. And, you know, I, I went to school and they taught me at the Boston Tea Party and the revolution and like these great men, intelligent men putting their life on the line it, with muskets. And I, I, I'm still fired up to this day with with this American Revolution literally to this day I'm still so fired up to, to do that just next to them in the seventeen hundreds early eighteen hundreds but at some point after that it just died and they're all weak little sissy <laughs> hmm. dingleberries Um so but China to me China in one word is family it's not it in and the way they do family it's a very dharmic way of doing family but family is the is the secret to the success and failure of China for 5,000 or more years so when China falls I think it will be when the government imposes too many restrictions on the family and the people revolt I think that's when they will fall which might not actually happen its maybe China will just continue as it always has but event their regime will have to change like it's not sustainable this little CCP party they're they're doing like they they they'll either have to adapt and eventually they'll have to you know either conquer the whole world or cha- they have to change their name like you can't you can't have communists in the name of your leading party with the kind of history that we've seen like how can that just go on forever? Like, right? They'd have to either conquer the whole world and make everyone communist, or say, "Oops, yeah, uh, we're still in power, but we're going to call ourselves the, uh, you know, the the people of equality party," or, which is the same thing, right? But, um,
1: but, 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 what what do you what are you saying is unsustainable that China is doing? I, I didn't quite get that.
0: Mm. Well. Um, what they're doing, it's tyranny. In one word, it's just tyranny. So when I first came to China in 2015, there was very little tyranny. The only, t- for me, the only thing I remember is I had to wait an hour at the bank to do something really simple instead of maybe 20 minutes. Like that's it. Okay. Everything uh, else was peachy keen. And, and what is this tyranny you speak of? So now, you know, there's cameras everywhere, the social credit score. Um, th- it's it's all a great idea in theory to have you know a, a strong sort of socialized cover whatever you want to call it that you know will reward people for good behavior and punish people for bad behavior that is excellent that's actually like classic ethos, you might say, but the way they're they're doing it is totally arbitrary. It's just whoever submits to us, whoever gives us more money, we like everyone else. Whatever, we'll just make up a reason to throw you in jail. Oh, he was jaywalking at the wrong time. Take off 200 points from his credit score. Now we can't travel anywhere. He can't hold a job. Eh, yeah, our problem's done with. Th- this is just human nature. This kind of tyranny can, is never sustainable. Oh, I've I, I read that
1: um, the West might even copy China's social credits.
0: That, that is one of the, the main, uh, that is probably the uh, primary uh, purpose of COVID-19 for the globalists. They're saying, wow we love this little scam China's got going. What if we could do this in the West? Oh shit. Like I, I can totally imagine these, you know, Illuminati type people in their meetings like, yo, I got a great, oh, let's, oh, they did that SARS thing. Yo, let's do that again. <laughs> and yeah, and and it's a, it's genius. <laughs> it's but, but, but China like, yeah.
1: is ahead of the West in, in the installation of 5G and, Presumably, that's what upset America so much, because um, America, I mean, who's installing 5G in America? I I don't even know. Um, Huawei? (laughs)
0: They've been kicked out. Right. And TikTok have
1: been kicked out. So um, I I think um, Trump is basically kicking, you know, Chinese businesses out. But then they'll come to the come to Europe and I guess um the Americans will bully the Europeans into kicking out um Chinese companies and, and this, maybe this... they'll say no, we we're not gonna do it anymore. We're not gonna follow Claire, your orders.
0: Claire, this is already happening. Um I, I've literally already seen headlines of this of Germany and other European countries saying, No, we're gonna ban Huawei, we're gonna ban TikTok and this is uh, this is karma this is what happens so you know this is what China was doing with the great firewall blocking Google and Facebook and YouTube they're not they're not scared that you know their their the mainlanders are just gonna turn on Facebook and then they're they're just gonna you know eat hamburgers and (laughs) overthrow the government they want market share so when you have 1.6 billion people all using WeChat and all uh, ten-cent Chinese companies, and those companies are on the New York Stock Exchange. Bam! You just made a hundred billion dollars. Like, it's a great idea. And now that the circumstances have happened, so that the the West is saying, "Oh, we can just do the same thing," and and I think this will this is really good. Now this now the whole world is on the same page of like how uh, economic war is waged and. And we have a bunch of different nation states fighting with each other, which I actually really like to see, because I like that more than this, like, globalist New World Order stuff, which is a bit more scary to me, I think.
1: But is what you're saying part of this um, New World Order thing? I I mean, I guess the global order, I mean, the assumption is that America administers a global order. You know, unofficially, mm. and and now mm. you know it, it sees China, you know, taking its market share, and they don't like it, and um, that that I guess is what it's all about. So they're they're gonna um, kick China out of
0: America. I I'm gonna I think I agree with Donald Robertson here. <laughs> with the that uh Illuminati basically means Jews and Jews basically mean Zionists, and basically the Zionists have taken over America, and that's why they don't mind at all seeing this polarized the people just killing each other because to them like they're all their enemies, so they want they'd love to see this this thing crushing down um <sighs> Anyway, I don't know where else to go here.
1: Mm-hmm. But 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 I guess what I'm trying to say is is that um, you you have to choose some some kind of moral system. Um, we were talking yes, about communism course. and you know the the other secular political ideologies. They are also moral systems. I mean, to be fair to you know uh, liberals, conservatives, socialists, communists. Or even Nazis and fascists—they—they they thought that their idea would be better for their country, and it didn't work out, I guess. But that's the whole idea of of these, you know, ideologies. They they get um, conceived of, they yeah, get yeah. pushed forward, and they. Um, either succeed or they die, and I think liberalism and conservatism have come to the end of the line, because secular political ideologies have the habit of not
0: outlasting um, Yes. Yes, so I want to be clear with the terminology here. Ideology, yes, these things come and go, and these things are the problem, but a real ethical system That you can only find in a bona fide religion or an ethos. I literally haven't seen it anywhere else. So the, the reason why these ideologies are not actually ethical systems. That's why they don't work. They claim to be, but they in fact are not. They are not based in either God or logic. So Aristotle's system does talk about the soul and it does talk about the gods in just one or two verses but it's not it's really just based off nature it's a natural ethics and in that sense it's universal and you can like I said earlier you can you can actually take it and apply it in your own culture in your own religion however is best for you so for example in China where the men even when they're being good men they're not brave they're typically meek and sheepish and humble they that's it they just place more of an emphasis on humility the virtue of humility and less on bravery whereas in the west we have Alexander the great and Steve Jobs and these great you know masculine heroes that are known for their bravery like that's more important in the west so you can just you know fine tune it a little bit but um like communism, liberalism, conservatism—like these, these mean nothing. These are these are as temporary as the weather. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. The, but there is something to be said about a like a left or, but it's not a good enough word, left or right. But there are some uh, attitudes or dispositions we have that can lean us in certain ways, like going more independent and individualistic versus more dependent, collective collectivist like there are those things are natural they're based on our psychology so you know if you that's and then ethics comes uses that natural parts of us and 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 uh anchors it into either reason or god or both that's the only way it can be ethical if if it's just for money and power and like oh this feels good with our culture that's ideology and that will never work
1: would you like to explain your definition of ethos i mean it it's not quite the same thing as morality is it an ethical or a moral person i mean what would be the difference
0: so first the dictionary definition ethos is a greek word i don't I think it's ancient Greek and modern Greek also. I'm not sure. But it just means character or quality. So you can talk about the the ethos of a painting just as much as the ethos of a person or of a culture or of a religion. And And then you can zoom in on it, too. Now, ethics in English comes from the Greek ethikos. And ethikos... Comes from ethos. So an ethical person is someone with good ethos, or at least someone who is on the dimension of valuing the the quality of things. Meaning, you you have
1: to. You keep Uh, fading in and out. You know the audio. Your audio, it you fade in and out. Just to let you know.
0: Okay. Uh, can you hear me now?
1: Yeah, I, I, I could hear you, but you do fade in and out.
0: Okay. Well, I can put my mic closer. I don't know what else to do. Okay. Um, so ethos, as I use it, can mean a bunch of different things. That's why it's confusing. But mm-hmm. yes, it, it is a shorthand word for for ethics, for just being ethical. Um, if, like... Uh, but it's but it's also the the real power of it is 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 in a secular and like aesthetic sense. For example, Michael Jordan has great ethos. It it doesn't it's different than saying Michael Jordan is ethical, which sounds kind of boring and like what so like he, he does good deeds or something. Like it, it doesn't really make sense. But if you say Bruce Lee, Michael Jordan, Steve Jobs, whatever have great ethos. And in, it gets it gets to the heart of why we are being ethical. And if you just focus on the heart instead of the external thing of like, oh, don't do murder, Duh, give money to charity, like that kind of dry, law-based part of ethics, I think that's why ethics has never caught on to humanity, because it's just boring and dry. But if Professional you, you ethics, go, I think. This
1: is okay. My understanding of, of um, a moral person and ethical person is, is that the ethical person is somewhat above the merely moral person, and, and it, it, t- it tends to apply to people in a position of trust, such as you know, professional people because they talk about professional ethics, lawyers, accountants, uh, doctors, you know, people that are in a position of trust. I mean
0: ethical politicians wow you know if we could have that that would be great hmm yeah and so an ethical politician that idea sounds so good to us because that would mean that this politician is placing virtue and or reason as higher in value and importance than money status and power which are And those things are bad because they are base and base meaning bestial they they appeal to our lower natures which um it's just part of nature like the it it's not bad that you know i i see someone i like and i say hey they'd be nice in bed with me but you know we have to we have to temper those um those inclinations hence the virtue of temperance so like so ethos is also it's it's a mode of being in the same way that religion and God and spirituality is a mode of being so when you're when you're when your primary way of perceiving reality and acting in reality is spiritual and someone comes along and says, Oh, there's, there's an invisible boogeyman COVID-19 and you gotta wear a mask and you gotta sanitize you every day. The, they just go, what? Like, no. <laughs> I mean, I might, I'll wash my hands a little bit more than usual, but that's it. Like I, 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 I'm, I have God. I have, I have eternity, I have bliss, I have full knowledge, and you can't scare me with this crap. If I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die.
1: You don't even have to believe in God. It's like, you know, just to know a little bit about European history, we know that Europe suffered the Black Death in the Middle Ages, Mm. right? Well, it didn't kill them all. They still went on and colonized America and took over the world. So it's just a blip, right? There's no need to destroy ourselves over it. You know, if you think some right. people are going to die, you'll just have to let them die. But because you're 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 this stupid politician who who wants to pretend that you care about everyone, you're you're saying, oh look 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 how how much we care about you. We're making you wear marks. This shows us how much you care. Old, you know, dying, no longer economically productive people. Because we know you vote. We do ten- We know, you know. That, that's why the political classes are pulling out the st- all the stops to pretend that they care. It's the young people who say we don't care. We'll take our chances. We want mm. a party or work or whatever. It's it's these people who should have their preference prioritized. You know, it's like oh, people, you've had your innings. You've been around. You know, you, you, you're not going to you know, make young people. You, you, you're not going to destroy the economy over yourselves. So. Um, and, and and I don't know. I mean, you have to prioritise, don't you? You know, if a whole bunch of people are going to die, you you kind of well, you know, who are they? Why? Whatever, and and who should who who you should protect? If you can't save everyone, it's pretty obvious in my view. You don't mm-hmm. destroy the economy over people who are going to die anyway, and we're all going to die. And, and the only reason why the politicians are doing it is to show that they care because they think that we're going to vote for them more if they show how much they spent on us.
0: When really, most people would rather go back to work or whatever. So, uh, another critical um, uh, aspect of our disposition is, are we living in present, limited, temporary time, or eternal time? So, the spiritual path regardless of how you do it is grounded in an, in a sense of eternity like it's not something that you just pick up it's not like a cool movie that you watch and then you forget a few years later it's always there so ethics to me i think the the reason why i'm excited about this and i think it can work is ethics is also eternal but yes it'll change like as i said it the ethics in one culture will be different than another culture and this will change a little bit over time but the idea that a human being is rational and that the most excellent human being is the the one who is most excellent with rationality which is how aristotle defines the that that's the basis of ethics is that's 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 what I'm talking about with with, with excellence. I'm so
1: glad you you, you you mentioned the subject because really you know we were talking about um, f- ethics in, in the context of COVID, and, um, and 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 I was saying the reason why why we have all these currently politicians all over the world um, and even China is to show how much they care and and to gratify themselves. But but really, when they think about it, if you want to govern your country in the long term. Not only do you have to consider all the people in the country at the time, who have a legal right to be there, of course, um, you have to consider future generations, which means people you will never meet. You're talking about descendants. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, basically, you're ethical if you don't, if you do care what they think of you, Not not, you know, you, you might not like it if well, well okay I'm saying I won't like it if anybody thinking you know looking back on our times in our history will say these stupid people destroyed themselves over um, a virus that you know that that, that didn't have that high a mat- mortality rate because they were all atheists and stupid and the governments their governments went along with it um you know it, it, to, to show how much they cared about the people but in that process they destroyed themselves so you know we have to think you know even beyond um the, the country as it is with all the people in it now because um because it, it will just look stupid right like, uh, I, I just think we're like Aztecs now, you know, killing people unnecessarily just to, you know, make a point that people think is stupid. Like, well, the the Aztecs c- c- conducted human sacrifices because they seemed to think that the sun was not going to rise if they didn't do it. And, and uh, I mean, I mean, who who knows why they kept doing it? You know maybe they just felt bad they they just felt more comforted if they had more more people you know who, whose lives they sacrificed in order to appease their god but i'm saying there's no need because people don't even want mm. to you know be kept in lockdown as, as you can see from all the demonstrations against uh, the the restrictions of lockdown uh, you know um, bubbling up all, all over the west
0: mm, yes uh, i was just looking up the uh the more, what, I, what I love about this scam is you literally just go to Google, you look up COVID deaths, and you take out a calculator, you divide the numbers, and you see it's a scam. Like instantly, that's all you need to do. The, you the divide it by is, what? You
1: divide it by the, the total the, population.
0: The, the deaths, well, that's even worse. That makes it even more silly. Like the total deaths is 691,000 right now in the world. Of seven point seven billion, so if it's you, pathetic, not it? It's beyond pathetic. Look, but even if you take the total confirmed cases and the total deaths out of that, it's three point eight percent. That's a ninety-six percent survival rate, right? Huh? Yeah. Like, and, and so. Yes, it's like even if I give you that this is a real virus and it really and I just give you all of that. That's true. It's still ninety-six percent survival rate, and it does not justify the um, the lockdowns and all the social political measures. Yes. So the ethical the, the ethical way of looking at this is where is the golden mean? Where are the two extremes, and where is the golden mean? So we are we are way past the golden mean towards one extreme. The other extreme is, of course, doing absolutely nothing about it, which, um, I mean, that's an extreme, but actually if we did that, maybe it wouldn't be that bad. But we definitely want to go closer to that side of the spectrum when you're looking at a 96% survival rate. Yeah. So uh, I mean, this it, is this is like a basic, like, You 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 pick up Aristotle's ethics, you read it for for a day or two, and you and you come to this conclusion very easily.
1: Well, well, yeah. I mean, you you kind of take it to the next level because uh, I mean, I was thinking, you know, what what a politician now would would say to my argument about me saying, you know, it's it's not just your potential voters that you're trying to, you know, um, show off to with all these extraordinary measures? Um, what about the next generation? And I'll say, well, there'll always be a next generation. And, and but the next level is that you want them to think well of you that you don't want to think that you're stupid. Do you?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, that that is really the clincher. And, and one assumes that <clears throat> they will, you know, if all goes well, have have more
0: knowledge than you do, or, or will they be even more degenerate? And stupid. Mm. So that's I'm gonna again bring back ethos. Ethos is character. So when your character is developed enough where you have a strong sense of honor, it, at the at the nth degree to the really developed saintly sage like person, they would rather die than be disrespected just once by a slight word, by a you know by nothing. So. You know, it just shows us that politicians and other leaders now they they really don't have any honor. So and they that's don't care why about calling...
1: abstract ideas. They care about things that are quantifiable, like votes, like wealth, um, and status. Um, but they don't care about what posterity would think of them and and their way of governing and and how, you know, totally corrupt they are and how nothing is fit for purpose, that the courts don't dispense justice, that uh, media outlets don't tell us the news, they keep us ignorant. Um, You know, it it is that, you know, that nothing is fit for purpose. You know, nobody does what they're supposed to do. And and of course, such such a society will um, collapse eventually because the, the least you can do as a group is to keep yourself in existence and they don't really care they're saying gay marriage is okay you know nobody wants to become a married parent anyway it doesn't matter we'll just keep you know producing people or or importing them and who cares you know as long as we win the next election you know without saying well maybe this whole election malarkey was just stupid to begin with. And and you you can't actually make an argument for that. It didn't last very long in Athens. Democracy didn't last very long in Athens. It didn't last long in Rome. You know, because if you look at the, the totality of Roman history, you will know that Imperial Rome existed a lot longer than Republican Rome.
0: Yeah, as I said earlier, Democracy in its pure state is an extremist position. It's unnatural.
1: It, it would it's only def- work. It would only work if most voters were wise, and we know they're not. We know they're really stupid.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm looking at the, the the chat here. I mean, four percent death rate is sky high. Really, really. Um, Who said that? I, you know, Donald Robertson. Yeah, he. I, <laughs> So He's I wanted atheist. to look up oh, yeah, you know, you can just tell by by <laughs> how they how they make their words, it's really quick to tell actually. Yeah. But um like what's the, the what's the normal seasonal flu death rate? It's probably similar. Maybe oh sorry, it's not four percent, it's three percent or two point eight percent. Whoa, big difference. Oh my god, lock down everything. Like <laughs> Uh, okay so another thing I wanted to say is because culture is crazy important Um so for for the the masses who are not really ethical they're not on that dimension of reality and they're not really spiritual either what they're left with is ideology and culture and but culture is good like cultures not something that I will just throw away because oh it's material it's temporary which is true like like um, even like Chinese culture or Indian culture, these are the oldest cultures in the world. But are they going to be here as they are today? Ten million years from now? No, it's it's temporary. It's going to change and die off. But a good culture is like the fuel that can no, not fuel, but you cannot be ethical and spiritual in a horrible culture. That's why I'm so happy to leave America because the culture is just garbage. Um, So we need a way to bring something like ethos or something like secular Quranism into the culture Hmm. because you know, you know, as I do, if you just say, Oh, God tells you to do it. So you have to do it. "Ah, They're atheists. They don't care. Or, Oh, Aristotle says it's ethical. So you have to do it. "Ah, I don't care. But if you can bring it into the culture somehow, make it cool. Like that's, that's how you can, um, bring something in so with ethos i just point to michael jordan bruce lee steve jobs like people who are just excellent just as people Mm -hmm. basketball players like it doesn't matter what it is you can take any excellent person line them up to the text and say oh in this example, and you can do it with uh, movies too, and stories. In this example, that would be too extreme. The other end would be too extreme. They chose this golden mean path in the middle time and time again, and look what happened. They got rewarded, excellent, famous, and all that stuff. So let's just be more like them. That's basically ethos.
1: I, I'm so glad you mentioned culture, because because I think culture is fluid, isn't it? You know, it, it just changes with, with time. And I think Mm. culture is is kind of like liquid and the laws, I, I think culture is a product of law and morality. Okay, law and practice really. So, so people will do whatever the law allows. And that becomes, and that practice becomes culture. And it can be good or bad, obviously. But but obviously, good laws
0: will produce a good culture, and bad laws will produce a bad, a, a, well, but a bad culture. One exception being the Eastern world. Like this is one of the fundamental differences. In China, there is no law. That's actually it doesn't exist there. They have guanxi. They have
1: they what? What have does that mean for the benefit? Guan,
0: of, yeah. Right, guanxi is uh, it means connections, like social connections. So you can say, I have guanxi with this guy. He got me a job. You mm-hmm. know, or i brought to court, but I got off. I have good guanxi. A, a, so a, a
1: relationship of obligation. Is that what you mean? Is that what it means? That's,
0: that, that's, that's part of it. Uh, yeah, obligation and whatever else you want to do for fun. It's just your relationships. But the point is, you will be punished or rewarded according to the guanxi, not not according to a text on a piece of paper, which is a law. That's what a law is. Unless you're referring to the the social norms that are part of the culture it, it, and that's why i value culture a lot because like the reason why laws do have an effect in the west is because it's the culture of america to just obey the law whereas in thailand as i said before you know you go with hey you know i'm polite to the guy give him a, a few bucks and i'm fine but according to the law i'm i'm a criminal like I was a criminal on a daily basis in Thailand, but I was considered a you know one of the, the <laughs> at least one of the foreigners that wasn't a complete scumbag. But um, mm. th- this is one of the aspects of logos, and the Western world is is law, like that idea of law, not just as a social norm culture aspect, but as a an overriding, overarching rational expression verbal expression that we submit to that is actually fundamentally Western and fundamentally not Eastern which is why even in the Eastern uh, wisdom texts, the Vedas the the sutras like the Buddhist hinduist all that stuff there's no laws there's no commandments like like it is there if you look you can find some you know law-based texts, but they really don't follow it they they it's like uh, it's it's all about the practice meditating mantras vegetarianism like whatever the practice is that's what they focus on and then and then they have their relationships their guanxi and that's it like well, that's it, it, that... it,
1: it, it, it's quite I mean the the, the the expression you scratch my back and I scratch yours is a Western expression and it sounds like this thing you're talking about
0: Right. Yeah, you—that's Guanxi. You scratch my back, I scratch your back. That's a very Chinese way of, uh, of doing things.
1: And which Westerners instantly understand. It—it's like, well, you do me a favor, and I'll do you one. I'll do yeah, you one yeah, in return. Yeah, Very simple. It's very simple. I'm not that, saying that's this what is friendships complicated are at all. Th- this is what what friendships come from, right?
0: Yeah, it's a big part of uh, about it. Uh, reciprocated goodwill. That's how Aristotle talks about it. Um, but friendship is more than reciprocated goodwill. Uh, ideal friendship is is not just reciprocating. It's I want what's best for you for your sake, and you want what's best for me for my sake. That is complete friendship in virtue, mm-hmm. right? Which is extremely rare. Like, I have... Speaking of myself as someone who's been studying and practicing this for more than 10 years That kind of friendship. I have like one or two of right now. Like maybe Mm -hmm. like it's 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 extremely rare Because it and for that to work you also have to be at an equal level of virtue of character You have to have a similar level of ethos. Otherwise, it won't work really Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ideal friendship is Greek boy love Hey that's uh, it's funny, but it's not true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but that's the thing, you know. We 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 want the rules to be clear. We want, I, I think, you know, all Trump. Yeah, I think all, all all relationships are transactional, even the even amongst, even between people who don't think they're they're being. Uh, that, that their relationship is transactional. So a mother loves a child, I mean, she thinks unconditionally, but but obviously loving that child gives her happiness and she would rather love the child than not love
0: the child because it would be horrible to love the thing that you have to look after. Yes, you know. Claire, you Claire, you just nailed the nail on the head. <laughs> Sorry, I <laughs> messed up that saying, but that that is why family is crippled in the West. Everything has become transactional, so that is a friendship based on utility, which is the most degraded friendship one can have with another human being. Now, there's only one other kind of friendship, which is based on pleasure, and even a friendship based off pleasure, it's not going to last because as soon as you get bored with the other person, you leave. Mm-hmm. But you know, a family based, a family, a uh, brother and sister this i ideally and not even ideally but naturally naturally a family those family relationships are relationships of virtue of character so when but when that degrades to it degrades one level to pleasure and you only you know You maintain decency with each other but you'll only hang out if if it's fun to hang out that's kind of acceptable and it degrades one more level down to just pure utility then you're no longer a family it's it's literally that's where the line is I think where you go from a a family which is not so good that's a pleasure-based friendships to relationships based purely on utility that's how we treat strangers right strangers on the bus you know you you're polite with them just enough so that things can go on and then you forget about them that's those utility based friendships are totally natural and fine for strangers and coworkers and other people like that but when you when you treat your family like that, you just destroyed your family. I think that's actually where the line is well i think we, we need well different okay we will all have
1: family, and we will all have you know um associates friends strangers and whatever and, and, and I think what, what Confucianism is about you know the correct kind of attitude to take towards different groups of people and, and different individuals in our lives and and you're talking about family and the only acceptable way to form a family is with your spouse so that your offspring are legitimate and, and therefore, the um, marriage contract, and I'm saying there should be a marriage contract, and there will be people say, oh, no, 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 it's so transactional, we don't want it. But I think <laughs> it needs to be
0: transactional. I'm sorry, but it does. Well, I, I yes, I agree. But I think we're just confusing terms a bit here. So transactional in the sense that It's reciprocal yes of course but um, so quick note on marriage like I you know I'm talking about ethics and culture and religion here but but as a as a citizen of America especially like I'm actually very libertarian and I honestly don't mind if gay people get married or if you marry a chicken like I really don't care but we we the the solution here is is saying that there's two kinds of marriage there's the genuine bona fide marriage between a man and a woman to make babies Mm -hmm. and give back to society Mm -hmm. and then this other kind of relationship which we call civil union like it or whatever word you want to use it as long as you know that these are two separate things legally ethically culturally spiritually as long as you know that those are two separate things that's fine. I gays and straights and whatever they can do whatever the the hell they want. I don't care. Right. But
1: as far as marriage is concerned, I mean, would you be in favour of
0: abolishing no fault divorce? Um yes, I think that is actually one of the few things where I might not be a libertarian. Like um Yeah, totally, because like even like let's say divorce is illegal or you just can't do it or even there's a there's a penalty to start doing it if you married someone and for whatever reason you just can't live with them anymore then just don't just go somewhere else like but see the thing is when you allow legal divorce and that's like a you know when it becomes <coughs> a, pub, a a public thing like that's going to cripple society which is exactly what's happened so for example, my grandparents who I deeply respect in the the greatest generation of course. They they were together and from what I hear uh um they were good together. The kids grow up and then they separated and they always loved each other but my grandpa was, had his paintings, his art stuff and my grandma had her social work stuff to do in the city and they just said, yeah, like we did our job as parents, and we wanted to keep doing our work, and that's it. And, like, if that was happening today in the modern world, they'd say, oh, well, we, we, should, we let's get the divorce soon, let's, let's make it official or something. Like, it's nonsense. You just don't need to do that. Oh, oh, what? what so so they,
1: they live apart? Your, your grandparents now live apart from each other?
0: But without they, they divorcing they passed they passed away a while ago. But yeah, they they would just live apart and they were still happily married, you know, but well, they, they living were just, apart in they, the same home. Uh, that's really no, good. no, 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 no. My my, uh, my grandma's in New York City and my grandpa was in like rural upstate Maine. Ah. so hmm. yeah, they were quite they were quite a ways apart, but um, yeah, still married. Still together, still part of the family, you know, they're just not physically present next to each other, which, again, according to Aristotle, is totally fine, because the the way we determine closeness in relationships is not physical proximity. It's, it's more about uh, conversation. how much you're talking to each other Mm -hmm. mutual understanding and also how deep the friendship already is so if you've been married for 20 years and you've raised children together you don't even need to talk to the other your spouse for like a year two years you don't even need to send a letter like it's just understood that like you're good you know Mm -hmm. yeah and and
1: of course, the whole purpose of getting married is to have children and people should admit that. And, and you know, if you're going to have children, you might as well parent them properly. And we know that they're not being parented properly because of the rising crime rate, which they keep changing the rules about measuring
0: to hide the failure of law. Problems. Wait, wait, Ch- changing the rules of measuring what? Um,
1: the crime rate. They do change
0: it, don't they? Oh, I, I actually haven't looked into that. I'm assuming they do, like when it comes to not only America but even China too, I assume they're just fudging numbers and just doing whatever the hell they please. That's that's my assumption mm. by default. Well, well,
1: not every crime gets reported. We We have to accept that.
0: Yes. Yes. But but
1: that's just a see. Okay, we can talk about reported crime, and 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 then we have to, you know, see whether it led to. A trial and whether it led to conviction and you know it, it could still be wrong I mean that the, the person convicted you know was innocent for example but you know for practical purposes we, we have to you know take these stati- statistics into account to measure how well um, pa- parents have been parenting their offspring so if we're you know a rotten lot today it, it it might just be something wrong something wrong with our parenting or our culture and this is something the government should be doing something about which they're not because well I don't know that maybe they don't even think in those terms they don't think it's their job to correct these things
0: yeah I don't think they do think that way um, the the whole system is is, is deeply corrupted you know another thing about the language here when we hear corruption in English we typically think of what I was talking about earlier where you give a bribe to a cop or something but corruption can apply to to many different aspects like there's ethical corruption spiritual corruption and so on so the like in America the level of corruption is so deep that yeah I mean now that, that's what the whole whole transgender thing is about let's just let's flip the most fundamental aspects of reality that we can completely on their heads so yeah politicians are not politicians like in the in the ideal sense a politician is someone who is so ethical their ethos is so great that not only do they have excellent families and good wealth they have enough free time also that they say hey I want to help these other families become good too that is the politician that is someone who becomes a politician they're so excellent in their own life that they start to serve others they have the capacity to serve others and they work together with other people who are who have achieved that level of excellence that is really what a politician is and should be but and uh, you know modern times they're just you know their job they're just people with a job just like any other pe- person with a job and their job is to just basically stay in office get votes, and the rest is history, you, you know, you lie, cheat, and steal as much as you can to just keep your numbers good and stay in business, that's that's what they are, you know?
1: Right, so so we should have minimum s- standards, and, and that's what I, you know, going back to the no-hide laws, we we really need minimum standards. So, um, you know, I, I'm going to say under secular Quranism, nobody will be forced to believe in anything they don't want to. And, you know, I will adhere to that rule. But the very least that an atheist should be doing is, is to be truthful, to be rational, and to agree to not break the law. You know, if, if they have no, yeah. you know, so, so, so that's a least you, you can do, that, that you, you, um, it, you submit to the truth and you will exercise logic and you will concede when it is shown that your argument is not logical. That, that's the very, very least. Those are my minimum
0: standards. Yeah, so what you're talking about is decency, according to Aristotle. So honesty I, I did a, I and did...
1: logic will, will, will do. I mean, you know, decency is this extra thing. I don't even, you know, it's a, but, but, you know, you, you will probably be decent if you submit to truth and you will exercise logic than, than if you tell lies and rely on nonsense to, you know, justify your actions.
0: Yeah. For, for me, honesty is, is the most fundamental thing that, um, that I need to do business with anyone, and it's also like one of the highest virtues too. At the same time, um, yeah, honesty is absolutely essential. Now, but we still have to remember we're all of this stuff. The only way it can have any effect is if it if it fits in line with the culture. So, in America, we have the First Amendment, free speech, which is a total farce. Like. I, I myself have been fired in America for just saying something someone doesn't like, which goes directly against the culture of the First Amendment, but not the law. Because the law just says the federal government won't mess with you if you say something wrong. But... um so but the law has to be fair that
1: that's a thing the law
0: law has to match the culture that's what i'm saying
1: okay but but i think we can all agree whatever culture we're from that we don't that, that there should be a law against murder against theft and sexual immorality right we can agree on that can't we
0: Sure, but it doesn't matter. It only matters how you enforce the law and the kind of people you have in your society, like all those details, that's actually what makes it good or bad. Sure. But but the
1: very least you should do you know, to say you live in a civilized society that there would be some, you know, right to property which means that if somebody takes your property, the government will do something about it and the right to life so you know, if people randomly murder you or your loved ones, you know, there is some redress. And 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 then you know maybe you think there should be laws against people committing incest, adultery, sodomy. I don't know, or maybe you're 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 just okay with incest. But but anyway, you have some idea of sexual morality.
0: Claire, I agree with you that there needs to be some fundamental and universal law like this. But I don't think you're seeing my point where it. It has to be a living law, not just something we we write on paper and agree on and and the policeman reads your rights and you say, "Yeah, well that makes sense." Like it's <laughs> this is logos. This is the failure of logos. Like it's if it's just written down and you just agree with it in a verbal sense, but not in a it obviously living has sense, has to like be in enforced. Your heart.
1: It can only be living if it is enforced. That's what I mean. It can't be but just enforced, a little idea that you kind of nod to and, and then in practice flout.
0: That, right, know, but, sort but, of but like... even, still, even still, enforced is still the bare minimum. Yeah. We, we, what, what we really want is not just that you know, we have this bare minimum law that's enforced just enough so that it's, that it's a law. We want people to be independently following the law by their own choice and desire that's what we really you'll have to give it time
1: don't you I mean if, if you change the law from what it is now to something else that there'll be you know there will be a, a period of adjustment when people you know you, you have to get allow people to get used to it and then maybe you know after several generations that they will automatically obey it because that's how it's been for as long as they've known it but you you can't expect any new law to be immediately obeyed because there will be will say "Oh, I never knew that it's changed hasn't it I didn't know it'd be changed but but we're just talking about the the theory and principle of it you know you you know in, in order to change a law you must first talk about changing the law right
0: no, you can just go in there and change it with a big enough gun actually.
1: Okay, but, <laughs> so, but then, then you have a problem of legitimacy because then you'll be called a tyrant who usurped the rightful ruler to the throne and, and, and you know. I,
0: I I don't think so though because these rulers we have now they 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 have they don't have rightful rule. They have they've they've kind of cheated their way in. So if someone just takes it from them by force and says, "Oh look, here is uh, you know a law based on the Quran or ethos or anything like that. And here's how we're gonna fall and, and I'm gonna be totally transparent. If someone, I don't see any problem with that. this is why I'm really scared to finish reading my <laughs> but if like they're cheaters. So, okay, I'll like, tell you what the problem is. Someone who isn't a cheater who comes in and like, yeah, sure, it would be ideal if he waited and until the time was right and using uh, votes and whatever else. But if some guy just goes into, <laughs> I don't know, just chops everyone's heads off and say, look, they're all cheaters. But hey, congratulations, we did it. Now we have uh, Now we have good people in charge. As for me personally, I have no problem with that
1: okay but but i I'm, I'm saying that that you know it won't happen immediately because you know you you whatever idea okay you, you form it in your, your mind and if you, if you can do it yourself like you know you're, you're, you live in the palace you you know you, it's a palace coup that we're, we're talking about and, and and you know the courtiers could easily kill the king and say well, now we're in charge but but then they have to clear it with the people who'll be saying you killed our king therefore you must be evil and we're not going to do what you say so, so everything has to have a kind of legitimacy a kind of moral authority. And, and and you need time for for this to sink in for for everyone and, and anyway you know if you want to you know kill the king and you are here, for example you, you you probably won't be able to do it yourself and you'll need your co-kid conspirators conspirators so you'll have to um, talk to them about it and how you're going to do it and whether you're going to get away with it and and it it basically needs to be articulated so if you if you say everything is rotten now you have to propose the changes and then they'll say oh but what you propose is heresy it's revolution and you'll have to say well you have to either agree that it is or it isn't and and say that you still want it or you don't want it anymore and and you you know to do this you you need to keep up a momentum of engagement with with your opponents, but unfortunately you can't do anything if nobody will engage with you. And and, and this is right, fundamentally right. the problem. Um, OK, I, my, my ideas are not getting a platform. I, I I know that my subscribers are being taken off or you know, as, as soon as they arrive. Um, other people are doing better, people whose content is, um, you know, not so good I would say but but you know they're getting more subscribers not that it matters because you know, ultimately it is who listens and what they can do with it not how many you know millions of subscribers I have if they're all you know deadbeats and uh, non what, what's it called non-character players or NCPs
0: NPCs, <laughs> NPCs. Yeah.
1: non-player characters right but but that's the thing, you know, you know, who do you address your grievance to, and, uh, and, and this is all, you know, you, you have to know the culture, you know, you have to know the system, um, and, and I guess not even people within the system seem to know, or if they do, they don't want to do anything about it, um, because they think it's safer for them not to do anything about it because it's all so rotten, you know, maybe it's like, you know, this enormous um, tower that they know that if anybody on it just sort of makes a sudden move, the whole thing will come crashing down, and they don't want that.
0: In terms of uh, political, societal stuff, which I really try to avoid, it's called uh, anyway, um, the, the, the best way forward is, to me, it's not coronism or ethos it's homesteading in the in the West I think that is actually the, the only way to win to truly win as an individual and also as a community and eventually the community can grow but you you just have to you have to quit like you have to quit the school system the religious institutions too, like the the media culture you have to quit all of that go to a nice plot of land do everything yourself. Make your own food. Make your own everything, and become independent in you, that sense. You're talking then, about being a survivalist. I know it's very popular in America,
1: where you have all this land to, you know, build your log cabin in. But you know, for, for most people, it's not practical. To, to just sort of grow your own food and whatever. Lots of people live in the cities. And, and so, you know, you, you, we just have to change the, the, the laws, and this means changing the, po- the, the political system and the government, and nobody will talk about that.
0: Right, but, you know, the main reason that's stopping me and others like me from doing that is I have God. So, and I know he's going to take care of everything as best as he can will, like the politics is a temporary concern and God is eternal and I'm in that direction so I can only do anything in a societal or political sense if it pleases God that's the only way I can do that and to enter into politics means kissing ass um, accepting that the the system can be changed from within I, I don't know like it's a mess it's a mess every way I think about it is a mess so for, for me I as agree. an individual which is why for me as a, hold on one sec. second I'm, I'm almost here so as an individual all I have is either escape entirely go to the woods or stay in the city stay in the system but kind of uh well this is what i'm doing now where you know i just do the best work i can with with youtube and and the internet and with the people around me and i just stay detached and whatever happens happens but if if i do more than that there's there's serious risk involved spiritual risk serious spiritual risk involved which is why you very rarely see Highly virtuous people in a highly vicious environment, because it just doesn't this they can't mechanically work like that. there 's no way. Sorry, what can't mechanically work like what? Vir, vir, birds of a feather flock together. It's that simple. Virtuous people like to hang out with virtuous people, and vicious people like to hang out with vicious people. That's why in in America, when you look at the Democrats and the Republicans, like it's they're all they're all in the same muck. So, sure, you can choose one side that you like a little bit more. Like, you can choose yellow or you can choose blue, but they're both colors. So, like, this th- Well, I support a one-party state. Like China. Why not, why not a zero-party state? Why do we need any parties? Well, because you need to... You need
1: to attract the people to come to your organization. You, you need an organization
0: well isn't that the government
1: well the government needs to recruit from people but and it it's how you you group things how you categorize things how you organize things that that really really matter and, and how you organize your ideas even so uh, you know, b- b- because china is is b- b- perceived as the enemy that uh, the west won't follow anything it does um, which is
0: silly, <laughs> isn't it? It's yeah, like, and-
1: you know, you're fighting, your enemy has a bigger gun, you're, you're going to say, I hate my enemy so much, I'll never do anything he does? So I'll never get a bigger gun? And then you'll you, you end up shot? Because that, that's how they're thinking.
0: The, uh, the The China situation is so crucial to everything, because on the one hand yes they totally are the enemy but on the other hand they are the solution because they know they know how to do family so when you if you if you can take the good things of China which no one knows about and no one talks about if you can take those good things (laughs) that's a really good thing to do because they've mastered this over thousands of years more than everyone else except for small tribes in Africa and in other places like the native americans i'm sure had great family culture but they've been conquered then there's many other native tribes like this who who have really beautiful excellent cultures and religions but you know they're just conquered people but as far as a civilization that has endured the the test of time, you have China and India and nothing else. And that's one of the fundamental things which I think no one sees, east or west. Like like even the Chinese, when I talk to them about ancient China, they just go, oh yeah, we're very old. You know, old China very cool. They have cool clothes. Yeah, yeah. They're very cool. I like them. You know, like, to them, it's a joke. They don't they don't actually get what that means.
1: Right. I, I mean, I, I suppose, you know, the, the prou- they're proud of their ancient lineage in the same way the Jews would be proud of their ancient lineage, and I think they've been ar- around, or they think that um, Jews think they've been around for 3,000 years or something, and the Chinese say they've been around for 6,000 years.
0: I think... Well, I don't know what the common belief is among Jews, but as far as the time scale, I think actually the Jews are at least 5,000 years. Well, all right. I think it's a bit
1: complicated. I I think they they think that that the world was created, and they they, they, date their calendar to where Uh, they think the world was created. So maybe if we (laughs) don't agree with evolution or whatever, uh, I I, I don't know. That's going to
0: be a mess. (laughs) That's not good. Because because
1: I was saying, yeah, Jews have been around for six thousand years, and then somebody said, well, actually, it's only three thousand if you if you date it from the time of Moses, because there were no Jews before the time of Moses. Because those people who came out of Egypt with 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 Moses, those are the ones that became Jews, and before that, they were. I don't know. It's all a bit confused. I'm not really sure.
0: well, I know what, I know what you mean when you talk about the confusion, and that's why at least until I find a better theory, I, I will fall back on the E. Michael Jones, um, what's his theory, I guess, that there's the Hebrew people up until age zero, year zero, and then there's the Jewish people after like year 70. And those are two different peoples. Like, I think that's a very useful way to think about it. And it also seems historically incredibly accurate, because we literally have year zero that marks the, the change. So, like, you know, it makes perfect sense that way, I think. Uh, well, well
1: I, I'm i just basically saying, you know, that there's a chronological order to... to the revelation of the scripture, and I, I you know, maybe, maybe I'm being a bit too, you know, dry and dusty, but but it's like it's a Torah, all the rules in it. Then the Quran, all the rules in it. What about what, what about Christianity? Well, it was written by men. Even Christians don't claim that the New Testament was written by Christ, let alone God so it has the inferior scripture, um, people tried it for a bit, it worked for a while, it was great when you know the Spanish had their global empire, and they were Catholic, and then the British had their global empire, and they were Protestant, and they passed it on to the Americans who considered themselves to be Christian, so um, but it, it, it's coming to an end.
0: Um, but I always thought that the Old Testament was written by men also like, I'm sure some, some like th- that's the problem. You with, don't have to actually these... literally believe, but the narrative is
1: that God handed the Torah to Moses on Mount Sinai. That is the. Uh,
0: whoa, 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 whoa! I thought God handed the Ten Commandments to Moses on Mount Sinai. Th- that, that's part of it. So, in the, the, it, the Torah, in the... The Torah is five books that are really long so I don't think anyone's even the narrative I don't think they're claiming that every single word of all those five books were just handed down to one person who just wrote down all five books is does anyone actually believe that you're not you're, you're not meant to believe that but this is a narrative
1: but anyway the, the Torah was written it was written prior to the Quran and, and it claims to be from God okay that that's what Jews
0: are well, that's what, Chris, that's, that's what Christians do too. They, theirs is just as much from God as the Old Testament is.
1: Yeah, yeah, but but you, you know, all these, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the, the well, mortal men, they're not God, and Christians don't claim that Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, etc., who wrote the different books of the New Testament. They're not from God. But 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 the Quran it is actually
0: God talking to the reader and and the Torah Mm. is Yes, yes. This this is why I really actually I really want to read the Quran, to be honest, because that's why I love the Bhagavad Gita so much. It's it's a direct transmission and it just like the way it's written, the voice, how it's just so obvious. It jumps off the page. And I like. Oh, would I you, can get would you a... like to read an
1: extract of it to us? Your favorite bits of the Bhagavad Gita.
0: Oh my God, there's so many good verses there. This is, and this is why I haven't really worked on my Ananda part of ethos Ananda because the Gita is so flawless by itself. Like I can't even touch it. Like even doing a summary of it is kind of like strange because um, it's like it's so short. Like, you don't really need a summary, and even if you did, it would take away from the poetic part. So, first, I have to – all right, I found it. Oh, nope, that's the wrong translation. Oh, you can just go online, (laughs) (laughs) asitis.com. Right. All right, Chapter 2 I really like. Mm -hmm. Let's see a good one. Oh, man, this is annoying to skip through. Uh, I thought you'd have
1: your own well-thumbed
0: copy of the Bhagavad Gita. I, do, I have too many. That's the problem. So, like, I have many different translations, many different versions, so, like, finding the right one... Like, it's in my Kindle. That's the that's where I read it, but on my computer here, I have to... Uh, Alright, I think this one will be fine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's... I actually... It sucks. There's, there's too many different... And it's sometimes hard to navigate to the right verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh take your time. Maybe I'll Thank just you. I can just randomly skip to a section and maybe we'll get a good one. Okay. Ah so Krishna talks a lot about yoga. So here's one random verse. He says quote and there are even other who are cli- inclined to the process of breath restraint to remain in trance and they practice stopping the movement of the outgoing breath into the incoming and incoming breath into the outgoing and thus at least at last remain in trance stopping all breathing some of them curtailing the eating process offer the outgoing breath into itself as a sacrifice so Wow. <laughs> there's there's some really detailed verses like that about different uh, austerities, different like it's called dhyana, which is like a uh, mystical or meditation-based practices, but the, but in the end Krishna says give up all of this stuff, all of this fancy religious stuff, just give it all up and surrender to me. Hmm. Mm. But what's really good I think talking about with other in a secular context is chapter 2 where he just talks about karma and action that's very much like ethos oh here's here's reincarnation in a single verse quote as a person puts on new garments giving up old ones similarly the soul accepts new material bodies giving up the old and useless ones unquote right
1: Right. And and the 18 chapters, which is, which makes it not very long, unlike the Mahabharata. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, 18 chapters, and most chapters will have, at most, 70, 80 verses, sometimes 30, 40, 50. hmm And uh, I, I have used
1: the Bhagavad Gita, um, and, and the one was about the corruption of women,
0: and the corruption oh, of morals. Yeah, that's, that's, uh chapter 1 mostly where arjun is saying uh, uh, yeah i don't know what how he thinks about it. i always thought that was a, a strange thing to say but that's also because I'm, it, it reflects my own sin of 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 not thinking of the the sacred aspect of family so quickly and but arjun says oh no i can't fight in this war cuz if we just go around taking things, and we'll maybe we'll start taking women, and then yeah, you get all the babies that you don't want to have, all the babies that are, should be there. And yeah, that's chapter one, which I regularly skip through because it just provides historical background, basically.
1: Right. I mean, I, I I found a bit that that sums it up in four lines, and it says, "In overwhelming chaos, Krishna." Women of the family are corrupted, and when women are corrupted, disorder is born in society.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you can use a verse like that to, you know, defend the family and defend any kind of action you want to do to maintain the family. I just forget, like, the logic of, like, what he said before that, you know, in the storyline.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. And Arjun is still talking throughout chapter two, throughout the beginning for a while. He's really in grief. He doesn't want to kill his father. He doesn't want to kill his uncle, his guru. Obviously, like it's an inc- that's why it's also an incredible story because you know, it's, it's, it's the most extreme ethical position you can ever be placed in to, to kill your family to, and this is very old Testament of Abraham with his son God says you know kill your son for me that's exactly the Bhagavad Gita Mm -hmm. and so Krishna says oh it's funny how they translate it sometimes too the blessed Lord said while speaking learned words you are mourning for what is not worthy of grief those who are wise lament neither for the living nor the dead likewise Those who are wise, lament not for COVID-19 or any other material crap which is not even living. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: uh... Yeah, well anyway, it's a famous um, quote from, I I mean actually it's it's the only one that I know really. Um, from from the Bhagavad Gita, and and somebody and I got it from somebody who was making a point and I asked him where he got it from and he he said he didn't know either, but now now we know it's in chapter chapter two did you say, or one, the, one or
0: two, one or two. Mo, a good most of chapter one is Arjun saying, "Oh no, I don't want to fight. Here are all the reasons I don't want to fight, and mm-hmm. one of them being." the destruction of women and the family and society and uh, he talks about legitimacy too, as you were saying earlier like what if we you know what if we are unjustly conquering this, this 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 nation this kingdom and we don't have legitimate rule and you know we 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 get all this sort of sinful reaction from that
1: mm. but yeah I guess um, sometimes a man's got to do what a man's got to do and its it's to fight
0: yeah now the the main reason why Krishna tells Arjuna to fight in this context is cuz Arjuna is not just a man he's he's a famous warrior so like if in my situation like I'm a teacher so as long as I'm a teacher I according to the Gita I do not have the right to physically harm anyone outside of, you know, a slight maybe spanking to my students when they're, you know, acting dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from that, I I don't have a duty to do anything like that, unless Krishna materializes right in front of me and tells me to. Then I will.
1: <laughs> right. And and Krishna is is supposed to be an incarnation of Vishnu?
0: Yes, I would prefer to use the word avatar, but yeah, that's basically it. Mm-hmm. And Vishnu is the preserver. Vishnu is the one god. But he has, uh, like his main function that we see is preserving. But, and then, so aside from, so avatar means like a, like a, like a personal incarnation that's basically an, an avatar of there's at least nine different avatars of Vishnu. Rama is also one, the Buddha is also one, and then there's like a fish avatar, a boar avatar, a turtle avatar in. <laughs> previous ages. So but then...
1: complicated. The one God idea is much more
0: efficient, isn't it? No, this is one God though. Vishnu is the one God. But I'm trying to I'm trying to show how so this is called polymorphic monotheism, where there's one God, Vishnu. He is the only one true God. But due to his unlimited potency, of course, he shows himself in many different ways. As far as the creation of the universe, the there's three different Vishnu's who there's three different aspects of Vishnu that create the universe and those Vishnu's I I don't even remember their name because it's really long in Sanskrit but um, even even in that situation these impersonal like like uh, what's the word I mean it's it's still just aspects of the one Vishnu that is the one God Hmm. So, it's what, what, you can think uh, about uh, it like it's, it's Brahman, just Or is it Atman? I keep confusing the two. Krishna is Paramatma. Para means super or meta. So, Krishna and Vishnu uh, lives and manifests as the super soul, the soul within the individual soul, and the soul eternally witnessing the the individual soul and the controller of the individual soul. We are Atman. You are Atman. I am Atman. And we, because we are little parts of the super soul, and we are also eternal. We are also full of bliss and full of knowledge. That's our true nature. And Uh one layer outside of this Pure soul that we are is our ego, and then our intelligence, and then our mind, and then our senses, and then our body. Those are layers of the onion, right? So, the more you are caught in the in the 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 external layers, the more you are enslaved to bondage in material world, samsara. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: So, so are you you? You, you identify as Hindu, do you? Although you were, you are, in fact, Jewish?
0: I am... I don't like the word Hindu. <laughs> okay. But also the problem is, you know, like I know what Hindu actually means, and most people don't. H- Hindu is an ethnic word. So you basically have to be brown-skinned from India, then you're a Hindu. Even if you're, like, a Jain or a Sikh or something. But... Mm-hmm. I, w- I would say I'm a Vaishnava, and that's just a conjugation of the word Vishnu. I worship Vishnu. My, my favorite avatar of Vishnu is the one I'm looking at right now, Krishna, who talks to Arjuna on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. That's my favorite uh, Im- embodiment and expression of Vishnu. But there are many others that are also excellent. And Vishnu is Vishnu at the end of the day and Allah is Vishnu, and Yahweh is Vishnu. Okay. That's, that's Vaishnava, and that's the, the best word.
1: Okay, so, so, so Vishnu is also creator as well as preserver, or is, is there a separate creator god in, in Hinduism?
0: Lord Brahma is the creator god of this material universe, but Vishnu creates the background from which Brahma can be born hmm so Vishnu kind of creates the ontological spiritual reality and then Brahma is born from literally the navel of Vishnu he there's a lotus flower that grows from Vishnu lo- reclining in the eternal ocean and from that lotus flower Brahma is born and from Brahma is is our universe our material universe and Brahma is actually is a demigod. So he has a finite lifetime just as we do, but his finite lifetime is in the billions or trillions of years. Is is Brahma the universe?
1: Or meant to be meant to represent the universe?
0: Um no. Brahma is the as I said the creator of the universe. And he's a demigod he's a personal being just as we are but you know he's just way above our pay grade <laughs> Right. right. The, the material universe I actually saw duvid actually recommended me watch this stream where these uh, these guys actually make a 3d model of the universe according to the Vedas and it's like a lot of people interpreted as as supporting the flat earth theory because it describes disks going around each other but and then oh my god it just gets really complicated i, know, I don't I care know.
1: i mean, i mean, that, that's the thing about hinduism it gets really complicated um, yeah and, and it's like you, you what, do, do I really have to remember it and, and you know all, all this stuff is like isn't it just easier to just say i no, not did it all and
0: you know just just Yeah uh, yeah yeah that's what i do Claire that's exactly what i do that's why i you could see or you could hear that i got frustrated as soon as i brought it up because <laughs> it, it gets it's it just gets all there so at the beginning middle and end of the day I've got my Krishna, I've got my mantra. Like that's it. You know, like all the other stuff is extra stuff which to me really doesn't matter. It's like a story, you know? It's like watching a Harry Potter movie. Like it's it's more than that. It's more important than that, but it's not like it's not practical. The the stuff that's practical to my to my life, to my spiritual life, that's what I actually care about and can talk about in great detail, although that will typically get very personal very quickly, so I may not want to talk about it. But mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So, so, so basically, there is a, a, a triumvirate of or, or trimuti of gods, and there are three gods responsible for the creation, upkeep, and destruction of the world. So, because there was a creator god, there was there would be a destroyer right, god.
0: Right. Right. But we just need to clarify the world means our material world so Lord Shiva is the demigod in contr- in charge of con- of destruction of this material world but Lord Shiva is also like Lord Brahma a demigod and a personal being just as we are with a finite uh, material lifetime which is uh, once again in the order of billions or trillions of years and you can actually find out exactly what that number is, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's in that category of stuff. That's just like, you know, interesting, but kind of, kind of out there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: But, but, but the, I mean, the, the idea is, is that, um, I guess they're saying the three elements to creation and, um, and if there is a creator, there must be a destroyer because,
0: um, yeah, yeah. That's an, ass- if otherwise, how can they, be created or if you create something eternal you didn't create it because it's eternal right mm-hmm so wh- when we're talking about creation destruction all this this is material reality spiritual reality is eternal and it is God himself in different energies you there's no creation there it's just Oh Jesus! Okay, okay, me okay. Out. I, I, I won't. okay, okay. But but but,
1: but I, I suppose people, I mean, before we go, I, I don't want it must be quite late for you. Um, the, but but Dharma, I guess people might still have difficulties with because you you use it as a um, well to describe a, a, probably a lot of ideas that plenty of people are unfamiliar with. So. Um, you, because I, I wrote down somewhere that you, you, you described something as Dharmic and I, I can't remember now
0: Yeah what, yeah. what it so, really means. Dharma actually comes up many times in the Gita and there's many different ways to conjugate that word Dharma like Sanskrit is where we get conjugation from that's why English and French and Spanish uses conjugation it's all from Sanskrit and the Sanskrit conjugation is way more intense and dynamic than any of the other ones but um, so you could say Dharma in a mundane sense means your duty or your occupation for example I have to go in a half hour because my Dharma is to teach English to a little Chinese kid Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then there's the um, super uh, meta sense of Dharma which is our eternal occupation as living entities that are part and parcel of God and our eternal Dharma is you could say sacrifice or devotion or service and we have one word to actually describe all of that which is bhakti which translates as loving devotional service so and for each there's there's only three yogas really that Krishna talks about karma yoga the yoga of action jnana yoga the yoga of knowledge that's Gnosticism that's philosophy that's jnana yoga and then uh, bhakti yoga, which is the personal, loving, devotional, religious stuff that every religion has. So the five times a day that you pray as a Muslim, I that would count as bhakti yoga, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And the, the rosary, that's bhakti yoga. Right. So, so really it's, it's sort
1: of religion and the practice of it and the following
0: yeah. that Dhar-
1: morality dharma, dharma, even
0: in the mundane sense you can translate into English as religion you can do a direct translation actually and you can just say Dharma means religion that's, that's a valid translation
1: mm-hmm. or, or duty when I think of what you said about um, um, duty calls me to leave this in half an hour because I have to I have a, an obligation to the person I teach
0: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So we have we have material duties, spiritual duties, and religion is kind of like is your spiritual duty, so to speak. And so the religion of Hinduism, when most people talk about Hinduism as a religion, what they're talking about is Sanatan Dharma, the eternal dharma. That's what the religion is. So for one Hindu their conception of Sanatan Dharma is Lord Shiva or Lord Ganesh or there's so many that's where it gets all confusing, right? But it's all comes together under the umbrella of Sanatan Dharma. That's the actual religion aspect. Right.
1: But, but I, I think, you know, I, I see laws as, as a kind of vessel, it's like, yeah, we want to be, you know, all, all these things, and, and sometimes a vessel is a different shape, it could be square, it could be, you know, all kinds of shape, but as long as it keeps the group together and there are no leaks and it doesn't crack, and, you know, then... then because I think the whole idea of, of morality is, is about how we how we choose our leaders and how we behave towards each other in order to, you know, remain healthy as, you know, the, the nation state or what you want to call society or, you know, tribe or whatever. And and you can only judge how successful your religion is by, by how, how it manages to keep the group together and... and for, for Christianity, <laughs> it has failed, because you know, for, for the average Christian, they, they, they they're not exercise about these ideas, they don't care, because they, they can't believe what, what they're expected yeah, but, to believe as a Christian. Claire,
0: Claire, I agree, but then c- compared to what? compared to the reformed Judaism that I grew up with where it's just like oh, a few days a year we do a few things and that's our religion like that's a that's even lower of a farce I think.
1: Well but but that, that is a problem with um, reformed Judaism because you, you know I guess the orthodox Jews say well it's it's just made up crap you know by, by these German <laughs> Jews who, who, who thought you know that they, up, they thought they update the Torah.
0: <laughs> and, and 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 that's why the curse forever because of. You know. I, I agree. Look, I totally agree. It's made up crap. But until all the Jews can come together and agree on that, we the rest of us have to accept that Reformed Judaism is a legitimate kind of Judaism, right? Oh, well, so so you're saying
1: they're legitimate because they're more Reformed Jews and they're Orthodox Jews? Are you?
0: Well, that is, is, is that where you're going? Google Reformed Judaism, I'll have a whole Wikipedia page on it as if it's a real thing. So I have to accept that it's a real thing until someone can either prove to me definitively that it's not, or if there's a consensus among Jews that it's not.
1: Well I suppose that there'll be a whole bunch of Gentiles saying, well these Jews, they're not God's chosen people. They're only, well, there's so few of them compared to, well, we are the rest of humanity. And I, I guess, you know, it is this sort of pyramid saying that the apex doesn't exist, or they can get rid of it, but then it wouldn't be a pyramid anymore if they, you know, thought, broke off the top bit of the, the pyramid. So, so I'm I, I kind of saying that if you want to be, believe in the Abrahamic God, you have to accept the, the narrative of, of God having de- divided, you know, humanity into Jews and Gentiles, and, and, and giving them two revelations. Torah for Jews, Quran for Gentiles. And then, then maybe we can make a bit more sense of it through working out what the laws are. So, so I, I mm. guess that's that's why it triggers triggers these these Gentiles so much when when Jews talk about well, and, well they know it triggers the Gentiles, so they don't talk about the Noahide laws and, you know, my position is that they should talk about it because it's necessary now when when so many people have you know, don't even have the idea of what religion is for, or what it is, and they, they clearly don't think, well, Christianity isn't working, because it's a religion that that gives liberals the idea that they're going to go to heaven.
0: <laughs> hmm. I, lo- I love how you say liberal like that. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a couple things I want to say. First, I think I'll, since you asked me about the Gita, and I really appreciate that, I I will simply just share my all-time favorite verse it's one of the only ones I've actually memorized Mm -hmm. and uh, it's may not be relevant but I think it's my favorite verse because it really shows to me uh, the love that God has for us Krishna says in chapter 9 verse 26 if one offers me with love and devotion a leaf a flower fruit a water I will accept it," unquote. So, we also might need the context for this. In previous verses, he says, "If you eat anything, even a just a beautiful little apple that you grew yourself or whatever. If you eat anything without offering it to someone, a demigod or to Vishnu or or without saying thanks, if you just eat it without offering it, you're only eating sin. That's all you're doing. You're just sinning." And then here he's saying you don't need to do anything fancy this is like the whole attitude for Krishna throughout the whole Gita you don't need to do some fancy yoga some fancy thing take a leaf focus on the love and devotion of it and I will accept it and I will save you and and all that stuff so that's what I love about Krishna now I also want to say that okay first of all I read renounce and repudiate, I am not a Jew. <laughs> oh, Second of all! <laughs> but <it's> Second your... <laughs> of all! Look, I, got, I can show you my Krishna stuff right here. Check, hold, hold, hold on. Hold, hold, hold on. I don't, you,
1: you can't be an ex-Jew in, in the same way that I can be well, you
0: know, you can't change your race. Well, if Judaism is a race, then maybe I am a Jew. Then, I'm I'm not talking about race. I'm talking about religion. Now, look at these beads. Maybe you can't see, but you see that there's like a yellowish tint to them. Um,
1: oh, oh the 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 beads you are wearing as a necklace, right? Not as the necklace on I, that I that I'm you...
0: holding in my hand. Um, is it not showing up on the screen? Uh, oh, yeah, I, I can it's, see it now.
1: Yeah, yeah, the,
0: the the prayer beads or something, are they? Yes, yes, basically prayer beads. These were white when I got them. They are yellow because I've chanted on them for thousands and thousands of times. How many times have I observed the Passover or any other Jewish stuff? in Like, zero times! Mm-hmm. So, like... <laughs> You can only say I'm Jewish in a ethnic or religious sense. That's mm-hmm. the only way it'll work. In every other way, I'm a Vaishnava. I go to a Hindu temple and I chant a Sanskrit mantra and like you know, like <laughs> it's like I, if you want me to be a Jew, that's fine, but I don't see how that can hold up in any sort of theological or spiritual sense. Well, I, I
1: just want to talk about that because I, I have this great idea that I thought would, would, would protect Jews by, by um, proposing, because I have proposed that there, there should be a register of Jews. So people can <laughs> Jews who want to be Jews can get themselves on the register, and then when they well, don't want to be well, Jewish anymore, they can get themselves struck off the register, and then they become, well,
0: What what about what about Adolf and, and his you know anti semite friends? You sure you want to have a register written explicitly well, thing, a list somewhere?
1: <laughs> the thing is, I, he found them anyway. <laughs> and, and also for the right of return, Jews have to somehow, you know, have papers saying that Mum is a Jewess, and you know, and and that they've been, you know, Jewish for however many generations. So they keep their own records anyway. But but I'm saying if you if you can be on a the register, so that you can get struck off it, and then you can become an ex-Jew. And 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 that that was what actually Gilad Atzmon wanted, the jazz musician. So, I don't know if you've okay. heard of him, but he got well, into trouble for being a, a self-hating Jew. I, I,
0: I don't want to talk about this because I know there's literally nothing you can say to change my mind on that. But I, I'm not what ch- I to you change your mind. That's fine. They're like I just don't care anyway. It's so like lame. <laughs> G- what, what, what? What is
1: lame? You, you, about you being Jewish or, or
0: sorry? Yeah, I, yeah, I, the, the, yeah, the idea that I'm a Jew right now. It's so like G-A-Y. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but people are I, obsessed I about
1: it. You know, I, I think people are obsessed about Jews.
0: I mean, they blame them for everything. It's like, it's all, gay gay. it's all your
1: fault. It's all your fault. I am
0: not G-A-Y. That's my point. Those other people can be all, oh, 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 this is really important to us. Oh. I'm not in that at all. Even when I was a Jew, when I was a bar mitzvah in high school, I was very much into this, you know, self-deprecating kind of humor stuff. Because I'm not like, I have zero attachments to that whole culture. Like the, the matzah is kind of nice. That's the best that I can say. And Israel is like fun. Like there's good Israeli people. That's all I can say. That's the only. Yes, Jen, you're right. Claire is obsessed with Jews. Moving on. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm going to say something controversial, which I should have said earlier. Um, The Western religions, all of them. All of the Abrahamic religions, regardless of how you cut them up, they are all inferior to the Eastern religions as a whole. Why? Because we need to judge a tree by its fruits. And religion and spirituality has a few things as a fundamental tenet universally. One of them being compassion, helping others, kindness, etc. So when we look at all the... the, 2500 years of buddhism how many holy wars were there how many times did one group of buddhists say to another group of buddhists oh you're in our land we're gonna cut your face off rah how many times did the hindus do that almost zero like i'm sure it's happened sometimes but were there any crusades inquisitions like well, it, it's the Christians, right? They're the ones who had
1: a European oh, wars of religion. Not the Muslims? Not the Muslims not, with their, no, their not, little... I I, I don't much... think it was about religion. It was really about territory and empire. But, you know, they, they don't have a sort of Middle Eastern wars of religion. They just didn't have it.
0: Yeah, it's just part of their ethos. It's part of their nature. Like... It's it's either, and but the religions they have are an intimate part of who they are. So you, we can't really divorce the two. Yeah, because, because religion it is whether we
1: acknowledge it or not, it, it becomes part of our culture. Unfortunately, yes, unfortunately yes. for the West, the unofficial religion is is liberalism, and that's why we don't like the culture. And that's why it makes us uneasy and
0: oh. Claire, I think I got it. So the Eastern religions, Buddha, well, it's basically just two and they're both from India. Um, the Their aspect, their their attitude towards spirituality is very simple. It takes many different turns, but at, at its essence, it is escape the matrix. That's what the Eastern spiritual path is, whether it's Taoism or Buddhism or, or even Judo or like Kung Fu how do you actually practice an Eastern religion, you climb a mountain, you find a monastery, you shave your head, and you just do something away from everyone else. That's like what it is. The Western religions really want to be in this world doing tikkun olam or doing a holy war or doing like, you know, you see the difference. I think that's, that's, that's what that's like the difference that i'm that I'm referring to when I say one is inferior or superior than another well, it's yeah.
1: Um, I, I was just going to say that, that, you know, I, I think it's part the, the, the three global empires have been, well, Christian or, you know, nominally Christian. So, you know, that, that's probably something to do with, with their religion too, even though it has failed. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, we, we can analyse why it, it became so successful and why, you know, eventually it failed. Um, but, but that would, you know, require a bit of knowledge about, you know, the history of of, of Christianity. Mm. So, um, I, I think that there, there is a grand plan, really, um, in, in a way. So, you know, you you have all these global empires that have failed. What's the obvious one to replace it? Um, I, I'm saying it it ain't the Eastern religions because the Eastern religions have not been particularly successful in <laughs> in um, empire building, not really.
0: Well, because it doesn't about, come I mean, with oh, it, the oh, rule of
1: oh. law,
0: right, as as a religion, yes, th- that's my point. That's what Eastern religion is. It's anti empire, it's anti every kind of, it's anti living in the material world as in any sort of capacity. Now, for me, as a, as a follower of the Gita, um, well, this is what karma yoga is, it means doing whatever work you have, but just as a way to service God, so if I want to live in the world, I can. But there's still at the foundation of it a strong urge to GTFO of this whole reality, not just this, not just this society, but this planet, and not just this planet, but all the planets. Anyway, um, I like I actually have to go because I'm okay. teaching sim all <laughs> oh, right all right so,
1: so thanks for joining
0: me for oh my
1: goodness over three hours well i've enjoyed it very much perhaps we can have another chat on similar subjects again
0: yes yes i enjoyed it too i don't know how productive it was but yes thanks for uh chatting with me claire it was good take care all right. yes you too bye-bye bye-bye